Nation, episode 217, PS Nation podcast. Welcome, everybody. And uh, hopefully you don't fall asleep like someone on the team here. Just saying. So, uh, lots of fun this week. We're going to be talking some new release. Well, a new release. Oh, no, two new releases. Woohoo! Uh, a bunch of news. What we're playing, a review of L.A. Noir, and uh, email and some voicemails as well. So, uh, we're going to kick it right off because we're a day late. And uh, we don't want to fuck around. No, screw around this week. That's right. Yeah. And stuff on the law, junk. sir. <laughs> dot, Fuck dot, that. Dot. I'm going to screw around the whole show. <laughs> so, like, normal? We've already yeah. screwed around for an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we always get on the phone at about <laughs> 6.30 Central we? Time, and it's 7.30 wow. now. Yeah. Maybe we've got our screwing around out of the way. Maybe this will be good for the listener. No, I think it's just kind of warmed us up, mm, really. If yeah. we didn't screw around, would we have like a 10-minute show? Maybe 15? <laughs> Shortest <laughs> show ever. It would be like the previews of other shows. That's all it would be. <laughs> yeah, so uh, before we get too far, don't forget, if you're in the L.A. area, you got to check out our live show, June 10th, post-E3 live show. We may have special guests. We may not. We have an inkling that we're going to have special guests. Who knows? Uh, tickets are 10 bucks. You can head over to psnation.org, and you'll see it right on the front page there. There's a link in there to go buy the tickets. Uh, buy them. We have no idea how many are sold, selling. And uh, people have been emailing us like, oh, have you sold out yet? And we're like, we have no idea. So we haven't talked to them yet. <laughs> I think I'm doing that intentionally just because I don't want to know. We'll get there. We'll find out we've sold five. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, get over there. It's 10 bucks. Uh, two hours of um, sometimes funny, sometimes ridiculous. Who knows? But uh, I, did, I did find out one thing that sucks. Uh, Commander Fury, our buddy Pat, is not coming to E3 this year. Fucking blows. Weak. What? Totally weak. Like, weak, weak. Yeah, totally blows. Uh, of course, if you guys don't know who that is, that is the voice of the opening of our, our uh, PlayStation Home videos and a very good friend of ours. So, uh, <laughs> And most people are going, home? Home? What? What's that? Right. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, so very, very sucks to hear that. So, uh, Pat, if you're listening, we wish you were there. We'll, uh, we'll pour one out for you, buddy. Well, it'll be a water because we can't waste alcohol. But what are you nuts? Yeah, <laughs> pour that out into my mouth. Yeah, yeah. unless it's Budweiser, we dump that shit all over. <laughs> well, no. What'll happen is Josh will lay on the ground, face up, and I'll just pour it into his mouth. Again, you go, kind of you go for two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, Joel. How about them new releases, yo? All right. We have on the PS3 next week, Hunted: The Demon's Forge. Oh. Yeah. Hey. Josh played that. that. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was just looking at the pictures from E3 last year, and I saw that, and I was like, whatever happened to that game? <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> what a great segue. That? As a matter of fact, it's coming out next week. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I don't have that other... Blah, blah, blah. So what, it, what, can you, what can you say about the game? I don't know much about it, so since you've got some experience with it. Isn't it like Gears of um, War in a fantasy world? Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. But you're a guy and a girl instead of two burly guys. <laughs> um, so many things I could have said right there. Just... <laughs> it it actually had some cool mechanics where, like, if you needed to heal somebody, you didn't have to go running all the way over to them. You could just hit a button and they would throw the healing potion at them. Like all the way across the <laughs> all arena. The way. Yeah, all the way across the arena, just automatically, whoosh, and boom, hits them. They're up. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's it, some cool stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's meant to be a co-op game, but you can play with the AI if you only if it's only yourself, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, it looked good last year. Obviously, they've had a lot more time to work on it now, but uh, I thought it looked good last year. I think it used. I want to see it use the Unreal Engine, but I think it did. Yeah, I no, think it was cool. About Once that. you figured it out, because I know you were kind of <laughs> humming and hawing for a few minutes, but uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, once I got the hang of it, it was it was pretty neat. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, Glenn said it, it. It's very much like a Gears of War game in Fantasy World. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it does split screen though. I don't know if you have to do co op like over the over the internet's, or if it does couch co op. That's the only thing I really don't remember. Yeah, I don't think they even said at that point. I don't think they were sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And then we went and played Brink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because I was going to say it's been a year since you played Hunted the Demon's Forge, so a lot could have changed. Oh, yeah. Unlike with Brink. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Still waiting on that PS3 version, so. Yeah. I haven't really played it too much. Unfortunately. Well, loosen up the thumbs because next week on the PSP, we've got Blaze Blue Continuum Shift 2. I didn't even know that was coming. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know it was coming either, and, and I don't really pay a lot of attention to fighters on the PSP because it's just not the the system that I. Well, I don't play a lot of fighting games in general, so yeah. there's that. But I don't. But you know, Tekken was excellent on the PSP. Tekken Five is phenomenal on the PSP. Yeah, yeah. it really was. It looked amazing. Yeah, it's it is really good, and actually. Uh, the last Blaze Blue that came out for the PSP is phenomenal. I have it. It's on my uh, on my go. It it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it I'll looks beautiful. That What's that? I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a neat game. If you like Blaze Blue, I mean the fighting mechanics and everything else are so different than what a lot of people are used to. But um, it, it's it's a really neat game. It looked great on the PSP, and the same awesome soundtrack is there. I mean. The Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue kind of was born out of uh, what was that other series? Um, shit, there's a bunch of them on the PS2. I can't remember what the hell they are now. But the soundtracks have always, oh uh, shit, I almost had it. It was that heavy metal fighting game series. <laughs> I have like three of them in the other room. That's what pisses me off the most. But the soundtracks have always been really good, and, and the soundtrack on Blaze Blue definitely took it a step farther because it was a good blend of like this kind of metal but also this classical stuff you know the character animations are superb as well just yeah. the, the way they animate it looked gorgeous yeah from what it I looked recall. gorgeous well it's all hand-drawn too uh instead of you know unlike the sprite or the yeah the the, the polygonal stuff sure. this is all still hand-drawn sprites and it just looks gorgeous it's 29.99 so it's uh reasonably priced i remember now guilty gear Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, it just took me a minute. I just had to drink a drink a little drink of scotch. <laughs> I'm like Popeye. <laughs> Arg. <laughs> well, if you don't buy it on the PSP, you could wait because there's a chance that down the road it could come out and be playable on the PS3 in Blu-ray form. Indeed. Which is a new announcement we just had. It's a uh, came out of japan that they're going to be releasing what they call the psp remaster series they're going back and putting out some of the great psp titles onto a blu-ray and releasing them on the ps3 uh, did you see that trailer for the first game 
No, I did not. It is impressive because they're not just porting the game over to the Blu-ray. They're actually like remastering the visuals and everything. So there, there's a trailer out there for uh, Monster Hunter the Third, which is insanely popular on the PSP in Japan and in the U.S. actually. And uh, the trailer actually shows them side by side and, and how much they've redone the graphics. Uh, and it's also going to control with you know dual analogs. It's going to have. I think they said it's going to be playable through like ad hoc parties still for multiplayer. And you can actually play the PS3 version against the PSP one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's going to have that's new add-on cool. content. And there's interconnectivity inter- between the PSP and the PS3 version. So you can literally, with your game saves, so you can play yeah. it on the PSP, get home, transfer your save to the PS3, and continue on right where you left off playing it on your console. That's just handheld. badass. That's something I've always wanted with the PSP and PS3. I thought we were going to have to wait for the NGP. Look at me throwing initials out all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's the only thing that I'm wondering because I remember seeing that video and I'm wondering because I was I was like, does that mean that you can play ad hoc party against like the PS3 version of the PSP? And that's why I was like, I think. So don't take my don't don't take that as a quote because I, I'm not exactly sure. The press release didn't. Say, I'm reading the press release right now and it doesn't say directly on there that it does. That so could that could put a lot of games at a disadvantage. Uh, some of the other games, if you've got people using the PSP controls and then you've got people using Dual Shocks. True, very true. That's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I really hope we see Peace Walkers one of these games because. I love the game to death, but that control scheme just killed it for me. I thought I read somewhere that it is definitely coming. Maybe it was just a rumor. Yeah, I thought it was still just a rumor, but when I saw that, I'm like, if Peace Walker hits that, I'm definitely getting it, because it's freaking fantastic. Yeah, we have actually have an article up on our site. It was posted by Ray, I believe, or Justin, excuse me, posted by Justin this last week. And if, if people want to come to the story and just post in the comments area what games they'd like to see... Maybe we can share them next week. Well, that'd be a good idea. It's just a lot of good titles coming out. Or that could be available. Yeah. And that <laughs> one already had the, the DualShock capabilities, right? With the Go? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Retribution would be really good. That's a tough game. Yeah, it is. It would be nice having it remastered and have it on the PS3 and just... Because that's be actually really how fun. I played it. It was such a Frankenstein, but... I had it hooked up on my cradle via component to my TV, and then I was playing with the DualShock over Bluetooth. <laughs> and I got this little tiny PSP sitting there running all this stuff. It was pretty fun. While balancing a beer on your knee. Well, of course. That's, that's a given. I mean, it's both knees, dude. Come on. It's... <laughs> Let's put this, in the, put this into the context of our Nintendo discussion from a couple weeks ago. Nintendo, I know Josh was saying, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree, but Nintendo whores out their franchises and releases the same games over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Sony has not done that, typically. But, for sake of discussion, they're doing it here. Your thoughts? But they're not just rehashing it. They're actually, like, updating it, but they're also adding more control. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't own a PSP. And this is a chance for those people to play these games. Yeah. Yeah, I see this <clears throat> I see this as a good thing for a lot of people who don't own the PSP and for those of us that do you can then you can just like you said, I can play it at home, I can play it on the train and I can literally transfer my save back and forth and keep playing the game wherever I am. 
And that's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah that's a nice difference, too, because from Nintendo, you can play it on the Super Nintendo, but you certainly can't transfer that game save over to your Wii <laughs> and play it on the virtual console. So that, that is a complete advantage that this has compared to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And of course, if uh, you're not buying your PSP games on UMD, which you probably are at this point because going to the store has been impossible. The U.S. store is not yet up and running. Indeed. And uh, just recently on the Sony blog, they had mentioned, because I think it was rumored last week that on Tuesday it was going to come up. And that was rumor. And I saw all these people on the Internet like, so what are you buying today? I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss something here? Because it was never officially announced. And, and sure enough, they came out and, and said, no, it's not coming up today. And just like we've said in the past, we plan on restoring all services by the end of May. So they haven't specifically said the store is coming end of May. But uh, we are inching close to end of May, <laughs> and that's probably going to be when it comes. We're just a, f- a few days away, so, geez, what, next week, Tuesday maybe, I guess it might come back online? It's, it's got to be, mm. because that's the end of the, month. the week after is, is uh, the Sony press conference is the day before it would go that week. So it's got to be next week. I can't imagine yeah. that Sony would have the store down during the press conference at E3. I just can't even fathom that. No way. Yeah. It's such an exciting time for gamers. People go out and make a lot of impulsive purchases right after that press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's usually only when I do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It, it, I mean, just look at like website statistics for video game sites. When E3 is going on, they probably have their most traffic yeah, compared definitely. to every other week of the year. So, you know, you see that uh, Resistance 3 is coming and you see a, a trailer for it at E3 and you go out and you buy Resistance 2, whereas maybe you didn't buy it before seeing that trailer. So yeah. definitely you got to get that store up. And Plus, they always tie in some neat things with E3. Like last year in home, they had where you could tour the virtual E3 uh, that uh, Sony cool. area, and they just really tied in some neat stuff to the whole interface <laughs> and to the store. Hate to wasn't, lose out on that this year. Wasn't Final Fantasy VII last year, or was it the year before? Seven. I'm not sure when they came out with that. The PS1, the PS1 version. Oh, that hit was last the year. Store at E3. That was last year. You and I were there when we heard it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was last year. Because everybody was expecting the the remake or whatever, and they actually just released the the PS1 version and we all still thought that whole week that oh this is just this is just getting people excited it's, they're going to announce it they're going to announce it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well speaking of the press conference press conference they're asking you to save 5 hours actually even more time. than that because check-in is an hour and a half earlier than the time they had on there so six and a half hours Six and a half hours. <laughs> Wait so it's a minute. Be is... Two hours of we're sorry. We're is... really, really, really sorry. <laughs> That's what I said. Um Chris from RP Gamer that we know down in Madison uh tweeted me today. He's like, Hey, what do you think they're why do you think Sony's is gonna be so long? And I'm like, Well, they have to take an hour to apologize. That's exactly what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Then they're going to say, free PSN for everybody, and we're all going to go, yeah! Awesome, wait a second. (laughs) You know what they should do, or what what I wish they were doing, is having this, having Microsoft be like, you know, an hour after the, what they would have thought would have been the end of the PS3 conference, or the Sony conference, (laughs) and then if Sony come out and say, hey, we're giving away free PS3s, and all you got to do is stick around for the full five hours, and just have, you know, have them totally miss the Microsoft conference, (laughs) so they can stick around and get their free loot. (laughs) That'd be funny. Except Microsoft says like early Monday morning. 
Oh, I know. It's not going to work Something with the like way that. it's set up. but That would be funny. <laughs> that'd, that'd be too funny if that were like some strategy just to keep you from going to see something else. Yeah. Yeah, so officially it's supposed to be 5 p.m. Pacific time that it starts. Um, usually when we go to these things, they start a little bit late, like a few minutes late. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. I mean, one thing I was thinking is they'll probably have the pavilion out there so that all the all the people can go out and play the games afterwards. They've done that a few times. Josh, you had an interesting idea, though. That there might be an actual concert? Well, Sony Music, dude. The, you know, they're, they're yeah. a big label. And it's at basically a, a sports arena. Yeah, so. the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena on Figueroa. And I'm sure they have concerts there a lot. Yeah, so uh, that's an interesting idea. Uh, you know, uh, maybe... I don't know what else they would have. Maybe wet t-shirt contest? <laughs> sure. Water slide from the from the rafters down? Is that move controlled enabled, or is that more like a six-axis thing? I don't know, but I did hear it has trophies, I, so that's, that's all that really matters. Well, with, with Kevin Butler and, and like, the other guys? Kevin what, Butler really? in a white t-shirt? <laughs> wet t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're looking at? I'm out. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are going and not me. Have fun. <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go wait in line for the Nintendo presser. Uh, and how funny is that that we're going to the Nintendo press conference? That is awesome. I'm going to wear a PS Station hat. I'm going to wear a PS Station shirt. Well, they are releasing the PS3 killer. So, you I mean, you got to yeah. be there just to, to scope the competition, if you will. That's actually why I'm kind of excited to go, because they're going to unveil... I don't think it's they're going to show too much, but they're going to unveil the new hardware there. So that ought to be pretty interesting. That's yep. exactly why I want to go. I want to see the the brand new Mario and the brand new Zelda and the brand new Metroid. <laughs> yeah, and brand new Star Fox um, and the uh, yeah, I'm yeah. dying for those. No, they don't do Star Fox anymore. Really. Yeah, they are. They're bringing out a new one for 3ds. It's a remake of Nintendo 64 version. But 3ds. <laughs> I'm saying that's yeah, exactly. It's a remake. Uh, why don't they redo doing... the original Star Fox? That's still the best Star Fox game. Damn it! But they never brought one to the Wii. Mm. You know, I can't imagine playing a Star Fox game with a Wii controller. Oh. God, well, we might as well keep the irony thread just kicking here. Resistance Greatest Hits Bundle contains first two games. <laughs> we have That's uh, actually awesome. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Very cool. There's a Resistance Greatest Hits Bundle coming, and it's going to have both games, Resistance One and Two, in it. That'll this was uh, picked up. It was it Battle LA? Yeah, just released, and there was a little yeah. insert in there that advertised this. Shit, did that come out already? But the thing is, the bundle for Maybe. both games, it's 40 bucks, and it has a bunch of bonus content in it. So probably a bunch of the downloadable maps from the multiplayer. <laughs> or maybe it has all those webisodes, so you don't have to go looking all over the web for them before Resistance 2. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> no, Battle, Battle Los Angeles isn't out yet, but it was revealed to have this insert in it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get to Battle LA... Obviously, you're going to get the Resistance 3 demo as well on the on the Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's an awesome idea. For people that don't own the game yet, that you can get the pair of them together for 40 bucks in one package, one Blu-ray. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, That I is agree. pretty cool. Yeah. They got extra, extra content and exclusive Resistance 3 skin also included. Wow. Yep. So you can be that one dude running around Resistance 3 with the cool outfit. Like, where'd you get that, man? <laughs> I got it in the bundle because I got in late. 
Greatest Hits Dual Pack. Ah, shit, now i got to buy the game again. Yep. Damn it. That's how they get you. <laughs> oh, very cool. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of wondered maybe we should have a night where we all get on and play like either Resistance 1 or 2 again online and just kind of have a retro night or something. So it'd be kind of cool uh, to get people It'll to do fun. that. Yeah. Yeah, unlike my, my wildly stupid uncharted 2 idea where it's like impossible to hook up with people <laughs> which i probably should have investigated prior to announcing uncharted 2 tuesdays <laughs> probably have some fun with this one i really yeah. enjoyed playing resistance 2 online co-op i mean there's some, some bullet sponging there that's pretty irritating after a while but just when you're on with your buddies it's a pretty good time well one doesn't have as bad of bullet sponging as two does for multiplayer no, I was talking specifically about oh, two, yeah. the, the the co-op. Yeah. Well, but two is two is set up more like an MMO, though. So you know, it's yeah, true. <laughs> That's when you have like eight medics going because you get so many points. Just standing there with a gun with a little beam weapon. It's all you do. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we had to put this in the news. We just had to. It's too big to not really? announce it. Really, Dewey? Is it news? I mean, isn't this pretty much par for the course for the last, what, four years? Yeah, this is not news, but it's news because it was officially, officially announced. Oh, you mean it wasn't, you mean it wasn't quote-unquote leaked? This just in, Madden, uh, no, not Madden. (laughs) (laughs) The next best, the, the next thing next to Madden that releases just as consistently, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Eh. It's Infinity Ward, what used to be. <laughs> it's barely <laughs> Infinity, Ward. Infinity Ward. It's it's essentially uh, 420 and the two artists that stay behind at Infinity Ward uh, and a bunch of college interns there. And then it's Sledgehammer Games, who's doing the biggest portion of the game. And then, even though they haven't really acknowledged it yet, it does sound like Raven's doing some work on it as well. So you've got essentially three studios working on it. I, don't know. I mean, the video, it shows, it doesn't show any actual gameplay. It shows cutscene stuff. And then, of course, mm-hmm. somebody said that, and uh, 420 got all over it. And that guy's, 420 is the uh, community. Robert Bowling? Yeah, the community manager over at, at What's Left of Infinity Ward. And, you know, he's he's towing the company line a little bit. And he's like, no, that's that's gameplay. It's not gameplay. I don't see somebody holding a fucking gun, and I see a reticle. I don't see down the scope. That's gameplay. I'm sorry. So you're showing us cutscenes. It looks like it's still using the same old engine, probably some better lighting. Um, I just like how they're making such a big deal that they're in America. They were in America in Modern Warfare Two. I thought yeah. they're in they're in Europe in this one, aren't they? They're in well, France. The trailer, yeah, the trailer they're showing now is uh, England, France, Germany. So it's and the U.S. It's World War Two again, except yeah, it's much. modern World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> World War Two point five. Yeah, I don't you know. know I, nobody cares. They all want the multiplayer, so why do they even bother? You know, <laughs> I enjoy the single player, and I enjoy yeah. the far-fetched, ridiculous stories. But everybody else is more interested in the the multiplayer with this and the online. So why do they even bother with? All right, we're going to be in America, and we're going to be in Europe, and we're going to be doing this and that. Nobody gives a shit. They just want new <laughs> maps, and you know. Uh, something slightly different and they can just get their brand new modern warfare and frag on nine. Yeah. 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 Well, see, but here's the problem. And, and I have a, there's a, there's a crew at work that really get into the call of duty games, like really get into it. 
And uh, I think all of us mutually agree that Modern Warfare 2 just wasn't that great. It was insanely over or, or underbalanced. It uh, had a lot of glitches that never got fixed, even to this day. And we've all kind of said, you know, Black Ops is actually a better online experience. And that wasn't even Infinity Ward or anybody else. So that's kind of where I get with Modern Warfare 2, and now you've got all these, now you've got all these other people working on it. That could be a blessing or a curse. It could be that, hey, we got some fresh eyes on it, maybe we'll see some cool stuff out of it. Or Activision will be driving it so much, saying, we need that cool thing, we need that cool thing, and that thing that's shiny. We need all that stuff in the game. Just pile it on. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to suck. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm very underwhelmed. I'm sure we'll see some cool stuff at E3. I mean, the, the Black Ops stuff we saw last year, especially at the Activision thing on that humongous screen, it was cool. It was really, really cool to see. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just I, Battlefield Three is coming, man. It's <laughs> I'm sorry, but Battlefield far outweighs any Call of Duty game in my opinion for me. So yeah, they're going to be in direct competition, I think, with each other they're, as far as the the big first person shooter this this holiday. I think they're like a week apart for releases. I think Battlefield Three hits a week before Modern Warfare Three. Battlefield 3 was announced a long time ago. This is announced just now, and they're both rele- released around the same time. But, so it's announced here in May, and it is already coming in November. But that's par for the course. That, that's what they always do. They, they announce it a couple weeks before E3, and then they release in November. That, that, every single Call of Duty game for like the last few years, it's been the same thing. Well, Robert Bowling has moved up in the world, as I suspected. He's now the creative strategist for <laughs> Infinity Wards. So this is all his plan. <laughs> And it's genius. Oh, man. You I'm know, just kidding. One thing that we don't have in our news that I can't believe we're not talking about, uh, so let me forward this to you, both of you, because I can't believe Josh isn't just jizzing over this. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't post it. He hasn't well, stopped coming yet. The problem is, I don't think it's ever got it put up on the site, and I think that's a gross, uh, a gross oh, error. I may not have even but, seen whatever this oh, is. Oh, no, because I just... emailed this to you and, and the other guys the day I came in, but uh, all the new features for NHL 12. What do you know? I put a post up on the site. Did you put that yeah, up? Where, where have you been? Jeez. Uh, no, I don't remember seeing it. You Uh-oh. jerk. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but how yeah, are we not talking about this? I thought, we, I, thought, I thought we'd just be talking about this like crazy right now. No, that's Boy, okay. We, we could talk about it. I put the post up. I did that, uh, <laughs> that day, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, so... You're forgiven. <laughs> EA put out a press release, and they announced some of the new features, just a hint of what they're going to do for this year's version. Uh, They're talking about a revamped Be a Pro mode, uh, where they, they say you'll experience the pursuit of greatness and legendary moments in your playing career, shatter historic records, and cement yourself in NHL history. So I'm thinking... Maybe they're going to focus more on that and make the milestones that much more important when you reach them. And, you know, that's, that's a nice, cool welcome change. Sure. The, the action tracker, I'm not too sure how I feel about. Uh, this thing, what they're adding is you can basically simulate to your next shift. So when you're playing the Be a Pro mode... You get out there on the ice, you play your shift, you have to get off the ice, and then you sit there on the bench, and that's your viewpoint. You're on the bench watching the game happen until your next shift. Sure. But it's 
going at a faster speed and it's not like you're sitting on the bench for five minutes. You know, you're on there for maybe a minute or two at the most. And I always liked that because it really felt like real hockey. You know, you're on there, you, you have your shift, you want to really try to make an impact, you know, during your shift and then you're off. The idea that you can simulate through it, I, I guess I understand that. I'm sure there's people who just want to play and just want to be on the ice all the time, but I like the realism of actually sitting on the bench. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> so It'd be really bad if you're a shitty player and that's all you do every game, just sit on the bench. <laughs> just sitting here on the bench. Well, it actually has a mini seems- game where you can like carve something into the bench, like whittle. <laughs> it seems to not matter uh, how good or bad you are you seem to get a pretty good pretty good number of shifts while you're while you're in that be a pro mode anyway Hmm. um but i always like that i mean it's the realism that they put into it i thought that was cool and now the physics engine which was spectacular last year and you know i knew and i think i may have said this in in the review that you know it's a great first step it's awesome already but it's a great first step and you know they'll build on it and they're well, that's what they're doing, and they've actually basically made everything on the rink, everything in the rink is now part of the physics engine, and right. everything is can be hit or worked with or whatever. You can knock the net off, you can bowl the goalie over, you can get in front of him and really jostle the goalie and get him out of the way. I mean, you'll probably get called for penalties at times, but you can really slam into the goalie now and knock him down which you couldn't really do in the last version or anything like that. So that's going to make a big difference as well. That's a really cool addition. And goalies, they're now dynamic goalies, and they can actually, (laughs) if you need to, when the fighting's going on, the goalie can leave the crease and drop his gloves and get into a fight too. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just awesome. You know, one thing missing from this uh, from the from this press release that I don't know if maybe it's not going to be there or if they just don't want to tell anybody yet. But you know, they they hinted at you last year when we were meeting with these guys at E three. You know, hey, if you could take your game save and import it in, yeah. So, and I'm sure that's that's a reveal for E three if it's coming. If it's coming, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they obviously this is just. The, just just a taste of what's coming. I'm sure there's a lot more changes that will be announced at E3, and I'm expecting the bigger changes will be part of that, and hopefully that pull your pull your save over. I think that'll be in the E3 conference, that that'll be part of every EA Sports game. And that's going to be one of their big things this year, that all these games, you can finally pull your player from from game to game and continue your career. That'd be a good thing. Yeah. And that would be awesome if they actually pulled that off. I agree. Um, They also added uh, the Winter Classic, finally, which I asked last year. (laughs) They they were kind of annoyed when I did that. I was like, uh, where's the Winter Classic? They're like, nah, well, we couldn't. I'm like, if it's in the game... They're like, oh, come on, shut up. (laughs) That's right, I remember that. (laughs) And then the big tall dude was just going to stop you. Yeah. I'll go mad. <laughs> but they've added that. They've added last year's field, which is Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Of course, I find out now that this year's Winter Classic will be in Philly 
between Philly and the Rangers. It's going to be at Citizens Bank Park. So I want DLC. (laughs) Come on. I want DLC for the old stadiums, though. I want to see the game in Chicago and in Boston and Buffalo and all that. You know, they have to license all the stadiums, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh Uh-huh. It's okay. Yeah. Well, EA needs that baseball license back. (laughs) Good luck with that. They really need a shot at that. I mean, 2K has not done a good job with oh it at God, all. Oh, my God. They have driven that baseball license into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a hint of the features, and they're pretty cool. Cool features. It's funny, though, because once I put that article up, I've gotten a couple emails and a couple of uh, Twitters, Twitter responses and things like that. Uh, where people are saying, well, can you ask them about this? Can you ask them about that? And I'm I'm taking all those questions, and if we get to talk to the developers again this year, I'm going to hit them with all those questions, and we'll see if we can get them on again for for an interview before the game comes out yeah, uh, later in the out. year. And I'll, I'll definitely hit them with all these questions, because there are some good ones. There are some things that I didn't even know about uh, in the game, because... Like, I get so into my be a pro mode that I don't really realize there's a problem with the roster updates Mm -hmm. that somebody brought to my attention. Where the roster updates, the files are locked to your PSN ID. Oh, wow. So you can't can't actually go on there, you know, create your custom rosters and update them all and make them all perfect and then put them up on the internet like they do with NCAA football. Right. And people have a problem with that because these roster updates are are slow to come out for the NHL. Um, so it's it's causing problems for people, and they want to know if they would at least unlock it or if they have unlocked it this year. Hmm. So that's one of the questions. But there's a couple that I'm actually taking with me, and we're oh, going to cool. hit them up, and I'll see what I can find out <clears throat> when we're there. Cool. So... Yeah. Wow, very nice. And people can come to the story on the website and post questions right up in there. Indeed. Yeah. That you can take directly to the show. Yeah, or just hit me with Twitter or send me an email, and I'll I'll definitely see what I can do when we get there. Well, I wouldn't send him an email. He never responds to those. Oh, please. I thought that was just me that he didn't respond to. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're easy to ignore. Come on. Oh, that's obviously. (laughs) I'm the guy behind the guy. Exactly. Guy the guy. Come on. That's right. Not the guy that, behind the guy. That sounded a hell of a lot worse than I intended, by the way. <laughs> Please don't take that liter- literally. It's more of a figurative thing. Uh, guy behind the guy. You, you could probably take it literally. <laughs> no. No, you, you cannot. <laughs> what is this? Things change all of a sudden? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> no, there's an obscure reference. What? Things, what did eh? you say? I didn't hear the exact quote, so. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. That was a Simpsons thing, wasn't it? No. Well, if it was, they took it from from Things Change, of course, because it was Joe Montaigne who said the line. Mm. And Don Amici. It was a really cool movie, Things Change. God, it sounds familiar, but I just, I can't even place it. It was a really small movie. I saw it... I actually think I saw it in the theaters, and I loved it. Um, Don Amici, uh, Joe Montaigne, it's a mob guy. Obviously. Yes. 
and there's a murder that happens. Obviously. And they need somebody to take the fall. They need somebody to be a patsy, to go into court and say, I did it, I shot the guy, and you know, you'll get money, and you'll go to prison, but you'll get money. Yeah, we'll take care of you. Yeah, so they find this old barber, Don Amici, and they tell him the whole deal, and they want him to do this, and Joe Montaigne is the driver, and he's a fuck-up, and this is his one last chance to do things right, just hold on to this guy for the weekend and get him to court on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but he feels bad for the guy and, of course, takes him to to Vegas or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> And then people start thinking like he's a real mob boss, and it turns into this whole thing. It's, it's not like a big, heavy mob movie. It's it's just kind of a sweet comedy drama type, type movie. It's huh. really cool. Interesting. It's neat though. It sounds really familiar. I probably just haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, it's also got uh, oh, what's his face, um, Mister. I have to leave television because I'm too fucking cool. Oh, David Caruso. Yeah, I think I think he was in it, wasn't he in it? What's the Wait, movie called? Let me look. I thought he was in it briefly. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe it's all in my mind. It's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe Better give you, me that pillow. Maybe you haven't <laughs> seen the movie. <laughs> oh, here it is. Thank well, we might as well go. Might as well go right into what we're playing, or Indeed. what yes. as you guys like to do, what you're watching. <laughs> oh, I got one. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I got a good one though. Oh, but boy. we're playing with my remote control. I played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you start off, Mister Smart Guy. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. Next, <laughs> what? What'd you play? <laughs> oh, I have to. Well, come on, I was trying to segue to Josh. Come on now. Yeah, there's no point. He'll fuck. That's all I do well. here. I just segue into the stuff you guys talk about. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Little I played hardly anything. Now. No, I'm going. I'm oh, going. Damn it. <laughs> I, didn't pl- I didn't play much, but I did finally beat Motorstorm Apocalypse. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited Yay. about that. <laughs> then I played some of the online. Had a good time with that. Nice. I picked up L.A. Noir. I took uh, oh. Josh's and our writer Bill's advice, went to Kmart, picked it up. I also picked out a free 1999 game, or less than 1999 game. So I brought it up to the counter, and the, the lady behind the counter had no effing clue what the hell I was talking about. Of course, of course. not. So I, uh, I emailed the, that, that guy from Kmart Gamer, and he's going to send me a $25 gift card if I just give him a copy of the receipt. Wow. It's a pretty cool deal. Very That's cool. Nice. Yeah, so and I uh, I played a little bit of LNOR, so probably about uh, two to three hours. Just barely got started. I had a hell of a busy week, so not a lot of time for gaming, but it's definitely a game I'm going to play more of because I'm just hooked from the yeah. first two hours. The facial animations, not to steal from your review later on, but the facial animations are amazing. Yeah. Holy crap. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's like I'm watching the real actors. And for the first time in a game... The real actors are obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of times you'll play a game and you'll, maybe you won't recognize the voice. It'll be an actor that you might be familiar with in TV or movies. In this game, you not only recognize the voice, you see their face and it looks just like them. Yeah. So it's facial animations are the one thing that jumps out at me at LA Noir, besides the gameplay, facial animations. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, 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 
it it really kind of when when you when you sink into the game, there are some points in that game where you just don't even realize you're watching a video game. You're just so into the story and everything. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what the hell's going on? Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It just sucks you right in. I don't think I watched anything. Wow. Otherwise, I would I would share. Yeah. That's weak. <laughs> weak sauce. <laughs> let me let me all hook something up for next week. <laughs> well, you've got a three day right. weekend to get something watched. So. That's right. I'll be watching. Uh, well, people will be watching me work out in the yard all weekend. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I, I get to. Uh, I, I'm on call this weekend, so I'm the lucky one. So I get to sit Ooh. home, mow the lawn, and I'm gonna run the run the smoker for the first time this year. Do you get like bonus cash for being on call over the holiday weekend? Fuck no. Oh, yep. that sucks. Starts Friday night at five o'clock, goes till Monday morning at seven. Mm. Yep, that sucks. Yep. The smoker, hey? Yeah, running the meat smoker. Gonna have a couple briskets on there. Couple racks of ribs, and uh, I'm going to use the uh, the sauce and the rub that our good buddy Damon Bullis sent from Texas. So I usually use my own rubs and everything, but I want to use that because it smells fucking fantastic. From a place mm-hmm. called Ray's, I believe. It's yeah. So he's got the meat smoker and he's doing rubs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rubbing the meat. Well, it's even funnier because my my friend Shelly is picking up everything because the uh, the butcher I use is out out of town. She lives right by it. The so, butcher. On her uh, on her Facebook last night, I I, I put, uh, well, I can't wait till Friday when you just when you when you're handling my meat. <laughs> and I looked at her, I'm like, your mom doesn't look at your Facebook, does she? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it for me. All right. Well, all right. Then I'll go because. I got all that yard work out of the way last weekend. Well, actually, do you have sure. games you can talk about? Because the only game I can talk about is the one I'm reviewing. I do. Let me. Let, I'll, well, I'll go quick then. Okay, you go. Because all I played was Ellie Noir. <laughs> That's all I've been playing. But watching, I've watched some really interesting shit. Uh, one of them was. Uh, actually, two of them were. Uh, so first, watch The Shadow. I love that movie to death. Alec Baldwin, uh, Penelope A. Miller. Uh, just I, I, John Lone, I, I love that movie. So I, I decided to watch that the other day. <clears throat> um, and then I watched Kevin Smith, Too Fat for 40, which is the Q&A <laughs> that he recorded on his 40th birthday when he went back to Red Bank. And uh, yeah. wow, I, I'd never seen that one. And it's really funny because all the Bruce, he tells a ton of stories about Bruce Willis because it's a lot of stuff about uh, the movie that started as a couple of dicks and turned into Cop Out. So I, I fascinating stuff as usual. And, and I just love listening to the guy. And then uh, the last one I watched <clears throat> is really interesting, and it was more interesting than I thought it would be. It's called Michael Moore Hates America. It's a documentary uh, done by an independent filmmaker, and uh, you know, it just kind of takes the the alternative view of Michael Moore, which uh, love him or hate him. I mean, I liked Roger and me, but I thought Michael Moore got a little bit too ridiculous. But the cool thing about it is this guy grew up right here in the town I live in. So I didn't know that, and all of a sudden he was talking about how his dad lost his job when he was a kid, and then they moved to Marshfield, Wisconsin, and he's actually showing video from about two blocks from my house on the main drag of town. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, pretty well done. It's, you know, it's pretty low budget, like a Roger Me or something like that, and uh, uh, I think he, he did a pretty good job of keeping on the straight and narrow. Penn Gillette's in it a lot, which is awesome. Uh, he had some, pretty, some other people in it that I'm pretty shocked that he got, but... It's a neat movie. I mean, it's up on Netflix streaming. Um, 
again, like I said, love it or hate it with with your politics or whatever else, it's still really interesting to watch. Uh, so really enjoyed that one. And uh, watch more Top Gear. Going through season four right now, which man, that show was so weird when it was younger. And um, yeah, and then like I said, just played a shitload of Valley Noir. So we'll touch on that in the review. Off to you, Josh. <laughs> all right. Well, since Lou and I did all this stuff around the yard, cleaning everything up and just getting everything settled. Is that how it works in out? Jersey? You got to go out and you clean the yard? Like hose oh, yeah. it off? Like a rag? Just hose it off, yeah. <laughs> That's all we <laughs> had to do. Ugh, freaking mess. All those bushes. <laughs> all those freaking bushes. And it's been raining for like three weeks straight. So they were out of control. Um, but since we finished that, we went out and we saw Thor. Oh, you Ooh. bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I still need to first see time, First time we've been to a theater in years. <laughs> wow. I mean, I went and saw Tron Legacy with one of my friends, and that was it. That was the last time I'd been to a theater. And before that, I couldn't even tell you what the last movie I saw wow. at, the, at the movies. Um, Thor is freaking awesome. That's what I keep hearing. Freaking awesome. It's got a ton of comedy in it, really? which you wouldn't expect. Huh. And... Like, even when you know it's coming, because there's one or two scenes where you absolutely know exactly what's going to happen. But the way it happens and the facial reactions and everything just make you bust out laughing anyway. Hmm. So the comedy of it is really well handled. The story is really good. Uh, the the settings and everything. Asgard looked a little fake in places, and it's yeah, obviously it's too. all very CG. Um, we saw it in 3D. Uh, you know, the, the one good point for the video game, Asgard looks the same in the game and the movie. So, you know, they got that. <laughs> um, Frost Giants, they don't really look the same. Um, but, you know... Uh, the story was excellent. Really, really good start. Really great tie-ins to the other movies, to Iron Man and all that other stuff. Hmm. Uh, there was a character that showed up in there. I meant to look this up, and I don't know the answer to this. You, One of you guys might know. But the Green Arrow. Uh-huh. Was he part of Marvel? No, Green, green Arrow is uh, DC. DC. But okay. I think Marvel has someone called the Huntsman or something like that. The Huntsman. Okay, maybe that's who it is. Because there was a character that showed up and it was played by a relatively recognizable actor. And it seemed like a it seemed too important a character even though he was on scene on the screen for maybe 30 seconds or a minute at most. Was this after the credits or something like that? Or No, 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 no. This was in the middle of the movie. Okay. This guy popped up. Like, all this, all this shit's going down. This guy pops up. And they're like, you need to stop this guy now. And he goes into this huge armory. And he looks at all the guns. And he goes... He's looking at the guns. And he looks over and he picks up this uh, crossbow instead. Wait, is like this the guy that was in uh, the Hurt Locker? Uh, yes. All right, that's that's um, that's Hawkeye. Okay, 
Okay. Jeremy Renner. Because I knew yeah. when I saw him, I was like, this has to be like another character. Yeah. He'll be in the uh, Avengers movie. Okay. Yeah. I knew something was going on there and I couldn't figure out who or what it was. Okay. Yeah. But excellent movie. Very funny. Damn it. I mean, not very, very funny, but it's got some... The funny parts are freaking hilarious. So... um. One, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I will say, spoiler. Nah. <laughs> he walks because Lou and I keep saying this to each other because it was so damn funny. He walks into a pet shop at one point and he goes, "I need a horse." <laughs> and the guy looks at him. He's like, um, "We just have dogs and cats and rabbits." Yes, I'll take one of those, big enough to ride. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's just looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> nice. Hold on, let me tape six Dobermans together. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But it was cool because Lou was like, yeah, okay, you know, I don't know. I guess I'll go see it. I was like, but it's Iron Man and it's the whole tie-in. She's like, okay, okay. I was like, you're going to love him. You're going to fall in love with yeah, that's Thor. The thing. She's like, That's no, how you no. get your girlfriends to go see Thor because Chris Hemsworth is just fucking ripped. Well, that was the thing. She's like, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, I saw the the pictures of him or whatever. And then when we come out of the movie, she's like, he's a hottie. I was like, I told you. <laughs> it's like, damn it, I knew it. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we both enjoyed it. Excellent cool. flick. Cool. Um, awesome. So go see it if you haven't. And, man, the other great thing is I have... 22 games that I either got or are on the way from Guzex right now. Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. So the trick to that is when you get a game, you have to use a trade token. And the trade token is roughly a dollar. I think it's gone up to like a dollar fifty or so, maybe two bucks. Oh, they're just raping you, man. Well, plus your points. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a thing, you know. So I never wanted to use the tokens on some of these older games and things like that. But mm. I have this massive list that's like 150 games and movies that I want. And it's been weeks and weeks and weeks since I've gotten anything. So they put up a thing that said, well, since the PSN has been down... Anybody who's traded a PS3 game or a Blu-ray gets trades free until the end of May. Wow. And I went, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I had like... Release the Yeah, I had like 6,000 points. So I started digging through what's available. And I'm like, well, there's a game I wanted, but I never wanted to... You know, it's 100 points, and I didn't want to waste a trade token on it, so I never got it. Mm -hmm. Well... Now I did. 22 <laughs> games came in. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's a bunch of PS1 games, a ton of PS2 games. Um, what else? There was a GameCube game. Uh, an Xbox game is coming, Shenmue 2. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been trying to get that for the Dreamcast, but it just suddenly came along for the Xbox. Disney's Epic Mickey, which I never wanted to actually pay for. And 
I mean, I'm interested in it because. Wait, why didn't you just wait for the cool? PS3 version? Yeah. No, I think they are going to well, bring out the PS3 version. They're going to do. Are they really? Yeah, I thought they said they were going to take it HD. No, I don't know. The, the funny thing about that is, I I see that game and I can I all I can do is think back to the reveal of it. Remember the concept art they showed? Yeah. And everybody was wetting themselves yeah. and saying, "This is going to be the most amazing thing ever." And I'm like, "But it's on the Wii. Exactly. It's not going to look anything like that. It's yeah. on the Wii." <laughs> I played and it at PAX and I thought it was boring. Like that. I, I honestly, I. I, I respect what they were trying to do with it, and I, I think it's really cool what they were trying to do with it, especially with all the uh, the stuff they were bringing in from the archives, you know, and, and all these old characters. Uh, but when I was playing it, I was it was so tedious. I was just getting bored off my ass. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I'm not I'm not a Disney guy. I'm I'm a Warner Brothers cartoons. You know, Bugs yeah. Bunny. And even off into Tom and Jerry and that stuff. I, yeah, I never got into Disney at all. Yeah. But um, but I'm interested because I saw the, the Steamboat Bill Jr. levels. Right. And things like that. Yeah, those look cool. And, you know, it looks really... There's, there's parts of it that look impressive and that are neat ideas and, like, the history, the animation history and things like that that they pull in, which that... That's what I'm interested in for right. the most part. But I kept saying, this is a game I'm never actually going to pay for. So I just threw it in my list, figuring, eh, if it comes along, it comes along. Well, it's coming. <laughs> it just awesome. popped up. Somebody got rid of it. So. Wow. Um, but what I've... So I've, I've tested all those games, and I actually played a bunch of them, um, just briefly. Uh, like the old MLB games. I got two old PS1 MLB games. Oh, my God, the PS1 really? ones. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I wanted to try them out. I got like you, either you didn't get pennant race, did you? I did. Oh. <laughs> well, I think well, I told well. I think I told the story about that before. It was an awesome game when it first came out. It really was. It it, it was beautiful. The stadiums looked awesome. You know, it was all sprite based though. You know, and then you pop it in today, and the load times are just unbelieving. Just it's so goddamn long. And uh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was a great game at the time, though. Like I said, I mean, the Saturn one was so good, and then this one comes out for the PS One, and it just looks so sharp, so crisp, you know. And it played pretty well, but oh god, it's just god awful now. <laughs> well, it's funny because I got see, I wanted to get an early one and a late one, and I looked up, you know, reviews and things like that, and I saw that the the two better ones were MLB Two Thousand, yeah which was the first one that showed up. And, of course, I, I put in the Phillies at home because I wanted to see the vet. <laughs> and I put them up against the Brewers. Oh, God. you! And I'm them. looking at the players, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the Brewers. I'm like, I don't recognize any of these guys. God, I think Rob Deere so, was still around back then, wasn't he, Joel? He might have been. Probably, yeah. So I played... Uh, like two or three innings of that and I was like that's pretty cool you know just to make sure it worked and everything then MLB pennant race showed up and I put that in and I was like wait where are the Brewers wait what wait <gasps> American League and I flipped over the yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> that they were in the American League back then yep. oh wow that is an old game holy cow <laughs> yeah so I played against them in that one and yeah I mean it's it's neat to see the old stadiums and everything and it's 
funny. It's it's really funny because this is Vin Scully. <laughs> That's right, Vin Scully. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing the voices and everything. Wow. And, uh, wow. So, a little bit of that um, ATV off road fury because I got rid of that at some point. So <laughs> I had to pick that up again. And of course, the first thing I did was drive off into the distance well, until course. I hit that invisible wall and got flung backwards a million miles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, uh, what were the other highlights? Doom on the PS1. Oh, God. Which, it's a pretty good translation of Doom, actually. <sighs> It is. And it came in the long box, which is sweet. Yep. yep. I got a few games in the long box still. Yeah, I've got like f- five or six now. First Wipeout. Um, uh, I think Warhawk yeah. I have in the long box. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the NHL Game Day, or NHL Face Off and oh. NFL Game Day. Oh, man. <laughs> and Descent. Oh, I love that game. Oh, that's a classic. And the Williams Arcade Collection. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah. Just some some fun old games that, you know, I haven't played in a while. And like NBA Street, I started playing that again. I picked that game oh, for the nice. PS2. With the first one or the second one? Uh, both, actually. <laughs> They're both yeah, really good. good games. Fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, the first one was so much fun. I miss and I'm not EA a basketball Big. guy, but I love that game. Yeah. EA Big was doing such great stuff back then. Yeah. For sure. yeah they really were. <laughs> what? SSX Tricky HD. <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. That's my announcement that's coming at E3. God, I hope so. Uh, so, for more modern games, I briefly played MLB 11. Finally. Yeah. Finally. And I'm not too happy with the 3D. It's a bit distracting. Um, It depends on the stadium you play in, I've noticed, because there were a couple stadiums that for some reason the lighting or something screwed it up. Uh, but you might want to turn it down a little bit, too. Yeah, it seems to be a problem at Citizens Bank Park. Hmm. Uh, especially when you're batting and you're in that behind the catcher yeah. view. Oh, don't do don't do behind the catcher. Do um, there's one that's like a little bit a little bit closer in, and when that ball comes in, man, the 3D actually helps quite a bit with uh, judging the distance. Well, but the problem with Citizens Bank is right over the pitcher's left shoulder, mm-hmm. or actually his right shoulder from where you're from where you're looking at him. There's that corner in the stadium in the outfield, yeah. in left field, and there's a fence there. And just like my complaints with GT5, it shimmers, and it oh, shimmers Jesus like Christ. a motherfucker. Here we go. And it's really distracting. Here we go. Dude, seriously, <laughs> you try it. I just want to give you go shit about your shimmering. <laughs> go try it tonight. It is, it's so distracting because that's where the ball's coming from, too, half the time, and you yeah. can't. You just can't focus on it, and you can't see what's coming at you. Hmm. So I'm kind of sad. I'm going to have to turn it off and eh. just play regular D. Honestly, mm. I don't play in 3D all the time anyway because when, <laughs> oh. I'm, in, regular D, when I'm in when I'm in Road of the Show, I don't play 3D at all because you're sitting there playing it for like five, six, seven hours. So there's no way I'm going to okay. watch that in 3D. Nah. 
I've I've played in 3D for five, six, seven, eight hours. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I played a little bit of that. Not too happy with the 3D. I gotta I gotta get out of that and hmm. just start a career or something. Um, and Infamous, I went back to that because hmm. I really want to finish it now. Because I was like, oh crap, that's coming out in like a week or two. <laughs> it comes out when we're at E3, dude. <clears throat> I two know. Weeks. <laughs> Coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually about, well, according to the stats, I'm 48% through the game. Um, I'm a good halfway through the second island. So. Nice. Get your and shit in gear. I'm trying man. to. Hmm? Get your shit in gear. Well, I'm trying to just push through the story more than. I keep getting distracted by the shards, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> no, you? Yeah, because I'm just trying to get through the story, and if I get through the story, then I can go back for the shards and the, the dead drops and all that other stuff. Right. So. Nice. See, and that's that's what I was trying to think of. That's what Homefront screwed up that Infamous gets right. Those those newspapers are like the dead drops in Infamous. Okay. In the, you know, the little satellite dishes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't have to get them, but if you go find them and you and you get the little dead drop there, it'll tell you a lot of the backstory. Indeed. And it's worth finding, but it doesn't take you out of the game the way the newspapers did in Homefront. Oh, okay. It was just a poorly implemented version of that, you know, here's a way to tell the backstory without you know, without doing it in the middle of the game somehow. Yeah, Ellie Noir does something like that too, but it's a little more deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. all that right. was it. Alright, well, uh, why don't we take our break? When we come back, we'll uh, talk some Ellie Noir. talking a little bit of L.A. Noir. So uh, I don't want to review it last week. Obviously, I talked for forever about it anyway because uh, I think people kind of figured out pretty quickly that I'm pretty much in love with this game. Uh, but now, Josh, have you gotten this game yet at all? No. Okay, but Joel, you bought it. Yes, and, and I played the first few hours. Okay. So I'm just a c- couple cases in. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, basically, a lot, I mean, we were all even guessing about what this game was going to be like. They really didn't show a lot except for the cutscenes, you know, before the game came out. And what it is, it's it's kind of an adventure game, which is really cool. But basically, it kind of reminds you of a GTA game a little bit or what Mafia 2 should have been, except this time you play a cop. 
So you're playing a cop, uh, Cole Phelps, who's working his way up from uh, from the bottom up, and uh, and he's of note, Ken Cosgrove from Mad Men, the uh, Mad Men. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Who I didn't know because I've never seen Mad Men, but there you go. He he's an awesome actor, and he does a hell of a job in L.A. Noir. Oh my God, yes. Uh, so. You still, you know, it's it's the the whole gameplay kind of aesthetic that you've seen in GTA in the past, where you've got a full sandbox world, kind of, uh, you know, and you can grab any car you want and all that kind of stuff. Although as a cop, you don't want to be stealing people's cars all the time. So, it, but where the difference with this is beyond all of the really extensive violence that you get in GTA is a very, it's very straightforward. It's very A to B to C to a certain extent. Yes, it's still a sandbox game, and yes, there's a bunch of stuff to find in this game, including a bunch of hidden cars, and there's these golden film reels that you want to find. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. But I've, I've already found that it's really tough to go do a lot of that stuff because you know you get done with a, with, with a case, and it gives you a report on the case and how well you did, and then boom, you're in the squad room right away, and they're giving you your next case. So you have to find these little bits and pieces of time where it's not time sensitive for you to get to the next spot that you can go around and, and kind of search around a little bit or go off on these other uh, these calling all cars cases basically. So it, it's all all of the, or a bunch of the uh, the interaction is actually done through kind of cutscenes, interactive cutscenes, uh, kind of like what you saw in a Heavy Rain or something like that, uh, because you've got different dialogue trees to a certain extent. But and most of those are in interrogations, either be it a light interrogation like you're talking to a neighbor of some you know of a house that something happened at, or uh, you're actually in the interrogation room. <clears throat> and uh, I'm terrible at inter- interrogations, so <laughs> I'm getting better. But uh, you basically you'll get a guy in, in the interrogation room and, and he'll start talking, and, and he'll, Cole will open up his notebook, and you've got all the different pieces of evidence that you found, and uh, there'll be some canned questions in there. And you can pick them like in order. And actually, I, I've played a couple of these a couple of times through, and it actually does kind of matter which questions you ask in which order. Because really? in one of them, I went from top down, and I found out a very uh, linear kind of story. But then I started from the bottom up, or I was kind of mixing and matching, and I found out this whole other sub story about you know how this other company bought this company or whatever else. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, it's all the stuff that I never would have found out, probably. Yeah, I noticed the questions lead into each other. So depending on how you start it, you kind of reveal different elements of the story, or the interrogation can take a different direction, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And That's pretty cool. And you, you mentioned Heavy Rain. I wanted to touch on that real briefly. Sure. The, the controls in this game make it feel a little bit more realistic. You know, it's not like quick-time events. You know, the, the way that they have you move the controls to do these interrogations felt a little bit more fluid to me than it did in Heavy Rain, where it was... Heavy Rain, to me, was a little bit more quick-timey event, sort of. Oh, yeah, definitely. With how they pulled off some of the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got gun battles in this game, you've got fights, and it's actual real-time. It's not press circle to do this or press X to do that. It's, it's all real-time stuff. Uh, but, you know, where the Heavy Rain comparisons might come in a little bit is how you actually interact with the environment and how you interact with people. Uh, this is a little more free form. It's still a lot more open. Uh, you can get away with not finding all the evidence at a site, although you'll notice because it doesn't get crossed off in the book. Uh, that kind of thing. I mean, you, there's times where 
I know there's one case where I missed. I, I was gonna. I wanted. I went out of order on going to different locations, and I actually missed going to this location completely. So I, there was probably a whole sub story there that I never even found out about. So that kind of sucks. But the cool thing is, uh, you can actually go back and replay these cases afterwards. You can go to the menu and actually go to the cases section and replay them to try to get better numbers and better stars. So <clears throat> it's kind of cool that, that you can actually do that because I've, I failed a, a mission miserably one time even. Like, I, I couldn't get a question right, and I was terrible. <clears throat> actually ended up getting demoted. Like, I was bad. So how you do the interrogations <laughs> also, besides the trees, is you actually want to read the emotions and the facial expressions that the that the characters are portraying. And then you base everything kind of on that. So if you see that they don't want to look you straight in the eye, you kind of know that they're lying. But the problem, and you get three choices after they kind of answer your question. You can say truth, doubt, or lie. So what I've learned is if, they're, if you think they're lying and you know that you have hard evidence, use that. Because what's going to happen is if you challenge them and say you're lying, they'll say, well, what kind of evidence, you, how can you prove it? You know, that kind of thing. And it'll actually take you to your notebook and you can say, well, you know, I found this notebook with your name in it. So I know that you were there, something to that effect. And then that'll kind of bring out something more from the character. You know, they'll probably explain more, reveal more. If you don't have hard evidence, say doubt, and he'll kind of go into it. Now, one of the cool things that I found out is that if you think they're lying and then they say something and it takes you to your evidence and you end up not having good enough evidence, hit circle to get out of it. And and Cole say something like, well, you know, sometimes you just got to shake the tree to see what will happen. And then you can go back and you can say truth or, or uh, doubt. So you don't have to go all the way through the lie section and fuck up. Which, when I found that, I was, it was like a godsend. <clears throat> so, hmm. yeah, very, very cool. Um, so not only do you have the interrogations, you know, you're looking around for evidence at, at different crime scenes, that kind of thing. Uh, and that'll lead you to other things. So you'll, you'll find a name. And you'll have to go over and find a, a telephone and you call the telephone, and, and or you call into the to the to the station, and they can look up an address for you, or look up you know like trace a phone number for you, that kind of thing. Um, most of the time, they're pretty deliberate in the in the uh, in the evidence that they leave and the clues that they leave. But later on in the game, it gets pretty tough. Uh, there, there's basically four levels of of where you're at. You start as an officer, then you go into um, uh, it's not. It's not uh, murder, it's something else, like detective. And then you go into homicide, and then you go into vice, and then you go into arson. And that's where I'm at right now, is the last section in arson. I haven't finished the game yet, but I'm close. <clears throat> but uh, So you get a different partner, you get a different uh, chief every time, you actually go to different police squad, or police squad stations, that kind of thing. And there's this... It's really cool, because you were talking before, earlier on today, about... Uh, or actually Josh was talking about the, the newspapers that are left around on Homefront, and that actually kind of helps tell the backstory. And they do the same thing in L.A. Noir because there's actually like roughly three different stories happening in this game, which is very common for like a noir-type story. Uh, if you see the, the Concrete Jungle, it's ex- exactly the same thing in there where you can tell there's all these different stories going on, but they're all going to intersect eventually. And so you pick up these newspapers, and they actually have this whole this whole backstory going on. Plus, you find out 
uh, Cole's history just through some cutscenes that pop up from time to time. And where I'm at right now, yeah, worlds are colliding. And every time I <laughs> every time, Jerry <laughs> Jerry worlds are colliding. <laughs> every time I think the story is is getting awesome and everything, and I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. All of a sudden, they just throw you a, a curveball. And right now, I'm in a twist that I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm a part of in the story. So. I never expected this twist to happen, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is really cool." <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, but the, but the gameplay overall, it's not real action oriented like a GTA. It's it's very much adventure game where you're looking around for for the clues, you're driving around the city, uh, you're you know you're talking to to persons of interest, and you're just trying to figure the stuff out. And there are you do have to use your brain a little bit on this stuff. So it's but it's so fucking well done and that, that's the whole point about the whole thing uh, Joel was talking about the facial animations before and they actually mapped all of the actors so they actually recorded the actors doing these parts and they mapped them onto the characters and they actually looked like the actors so you can actually see facial expressions you can see you know actual emotion in these expressions yeah you notice and, the skin moving is how I can yeah. best describe it like the way the face when it emotes, obviously, you see skin sort of moving with the smile or with the frown, or it, that's more of a natural reaction. You, and you see the skin moving on these characters, which is the first time I've ever noticed that in a game. It's incredible to look at. Yeah, it's it, it'll blow you away. I mean, it, you've seen it in the commercials, I'm sure a lot of people have, and and it's it's phenomenal. And even see even see neck skin moving. I mean, it's to that level yeah. of detail when they're yeah. screaming like. You, you see the whole face, even the neck skin animating. It's wow. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I'll tell you, it, it's it really blows me away. And, and even when you're going around the city, the texture work on the most trivial of thing looks great. The cars all look great. The city looks great. Uh, you can play in black and white, which is just fucking awesome. Uh, you know, it goes from a day to night sequence where you you know if you drive around enough, it'll start becoming nighttime. And all the lights come on and, and the whole nine. And, and it's, it's, they really do a good job of sucking you into the game. Uh, the story is fantastic. Uh, you know, they bring in real world people like Mickey Cohen, that kind of thing. So they're kind of, they're, they're trying to bridge that gap between having a video game story and everything else and kind of the whole, the whole mystique of late 40s, early 50s Los Angeles. And that's where the whole Mickey Cohen thing comes in. Uh, really, really interesting stuff how they've done this, and it, it's kind of funny because you see, you definitely see a lot of LA Confidential in this game, but you also see some stuff from the movies I've talked about before, uh, like Concrete Jungle and and uh, Dalem for Murder and LA Confidential, and uh, oh, there was another one I was thinking of the other day, but <clears throat> it's it's just it's really fantastic stuff, and you you might start playing the game and start thinking, well, oh, this seems like it's just the same shit over and over. And then something will happen that's completely different. So, yeah, you can get a little bored, especially with the driving, because that's... Well, let's get to my complaints, because I have two complaints about the game. Driving. Uh, number one, a lot of people are complaining because it doesn't do the GPS like in GTA. When you actually set a waypoint, it just kind of shows you on the map where to go. Um, yeah. Apparently, you can mash on square, and your partner will actually tell you if you should turn or not. But I just go to the map and look and kind of get an idea of where I'm going. I mean... 
Guess what, kids? GPS hasn't been around for that long, so that's how we had to drive back in the day. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but the, the driving can get a little tedious especially and very time-consuming because a lot of times you're driving all the way across town. And this is a humongous section of the real city of L.A. in, like, 1950, basically. Real traffic patterns, really, uh, you know, like the same vehicles from that time period – and a lot of the same type of businesses and just how things look. But the, the street layout is that section of L.A. in that year. And it's big. It's really big. Uh, the other thing, and you can get to buy that. Like, let's say you're at the police station you need to go to a site. You can actually hold down triangle and you'll say, all right, you drive. And your partner will drive. And if there's some dialogue that needs to happen between you and your partner, that dialogue will happen and then it'll go black and then all of a sudden you're there. Kind of like in Red Dead Redemption. But the other problem I have with it is, well, and, and that using triangle to get your partner to drive actually takes you away from something, and that is the opportunity for these side missions. So there's there's 40 different side missions that'll happen, and, and basically it's when you're driving, all of a sudden a calling all cars will come over the radio and say, you know, like a man with a gun at a certain address or whatever, and we're looking for all units. Now you can skip that and not even go to it, or you can hit X and then start driving to it. Nine times out of ten, though, it's all the way across the fucking map. And you can't have your partner drive. So now you're wasting, like, 20 minutes getting to this other fucking site to do, like, a five-minute mission. Because usually it's a simple shootout or, you know, you're you're trying to catch a perp or it's a car. uh, It's a, a, you know, a a showdown of some type or you're chasing a guy or whatever. And they don't take that long. So... I mean, they're neat, and it breaks up the the monotony a little bit when when it gets a little monotonous every now and then. But, I mean, you're literally driving all the way across the map. The problem is, sometimes that can screw you. If you're on a case, and you're at a certain point where you need to go find somebody that's a person of interest, and you need to get it done before another person of interest like does something, it can screw you because the time is still traveling. So I went on one of these side missions, I came back, and the person I was looking for was gone. And when I had, you know, when I finished the case, it actually said, well, if you would have gone to talk to this guy, you would have found all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, I couldn't because he was gone by the time I got there because I went on this side mission. So it's pretty interesting stuff. You, you have to be very knowledgeable and very conscious of what's going on at, at all times in this game, which I actually like. But, oh, man. All of a sudden, I'll pull it up, and I'm like, God, where is this mission going to be? And you look at the map, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, you got to be a little careful about that. So is the um, guy disappearing like a glitch, or is it just by design? Guy disappearing? Oh, no, no, no. No, he, he just, you didn't get there in time, so he was gone. Oh, so it's by design. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like, one of them is uh, you have to find a cab that uh, the cab number was given to you by somebody, and you, you put an all-points bulletin out on it. So all of a sudden over the radio comes up and says, this cab is at 7th and Figueroa. So I'm ra- racing there, but I was so far away I didn't get there in time. All of a sudden another thing came over the radio and said, all right, now the cab is at 3rd and Central or whatever. And so I went there, and he was gone. Because it took me too long to get to where he was. And he's a cab driver, so he's always driving around. I missed him, and I lost a whole set of questioning that I could have done with him. <laughs> And with so that it, note, the entire PS Nation community skips all side missions in no, no, L.A. I mean, Noir. They're still good to do because you get experience points out of it. You know, you, you go up to level 20 in this game, and you get experience points out of them. So they are good to do. 
I've done, I think, 19 or 20 out of 40. And I'm getting close to the end of the game. I don't think I'm real, real close. I think I have a few hours left. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have to do it. To a certain extent. Because when you go up in levels, you actually get, like, intuition points, which I'll talk about in a second. You get new suits opened up, which is kind of cool. <clears throat> so you do have to do them. And, they, and they, they are fun because there's some cases that will take you two hours. I mean, where you're at right now, Joel... You're in the training missions, basically. Yeah, they're very short. They're they're yeah. introducing me to, and they're kind of forcing me down certain side missions and stuff. You can tell it's more training. Yeah, uh, you'll see later on that these cases are huge, especially when you get to the like to Vice and Arson. Uh, they get really long. <laughs> yeah, I heard they can be as long as a movie sometimes, like hour I had, and a half. The case I played last night was over two hours. Yeah, And it's one of those things also, at least from my even early on experience, that you don't really want to stop in the middle of a case. Because it takes you out of it, and you, you kind of forget where you were, what the clues were. When you're right entrenched in it, you stick with it, get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I suppose that's one of the neat things about the game, is it really hooks you, and you, you want to sit there for a while. You know what, though? You don't, they do a great job at not letting you forget your clues. Everything is tracked in his book. And anything that's, that you find that's of interest, he will record in that book, and it explains it. So they do a fantastic job of that. I will say that, because, I mean, there were a couple s- spots there where I had to stop, and I'm like, i got to get to bed, i got to work in the morning. <laughs> and I had to stop in the middle of a case, and I came back the next day, and I was, it was fine. So well, It's kind of like pausing a movie, basically. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it just it, it takes you a little bit out of the entrenched experience, or the immersion, just to stop it in the middle of it and to come back to it. But you're yeah. right about the clues. It is neat how it catalogs them all. Yeah, it's it's really, really well done. And you can go back and look at all the clues. And, and like I said, on the left side, it'll actually explain what it is. Um, so the intuition points, which are few and far between, but they're really, really valuable. So intuition points can be used in a couple different ways. Uh, first off, when you're uh, looking at a crime scene, you can actually use one of the points to reveal every clue that's out there so that you don't miss anything, <clears throat> which is very, very valuable. Uh, the other way you can use that is when you're in an interrogation, you can do one of two things. It's kind of like, who wants to be a millionaire? You can use your intuition point to either show you a community vote so that it'll actually say, like, 75% of the people would have picked lie or 75% would have picked truth, that kind of thing. But it also lets you do a 50-50 kind of. So it allows you to take question uh, a que- or, uh, one of the answers away out of the three. So... Intuition points, use them, use them very wisely. If you do, it can really be a benefit to you. I found that out very quickly. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I can really talk about. Uh, yeah, if you have kids, do not let them let them in the room. Uh, there are some gruesome, gruesome cases later on, like naked, dead bodies laying out and everything. It's it's pretty graphic. So if you have kids, don't have them anywhere near the room. Uh, it's it gets pretty wild after a while. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what else. I mean, there's no multiplayer, nothing like that. It's a really long game, though. I think people are talking that it's coming in at around 30 hours. There's a lot of replayability. Uh, like I said, you can go back and replay the cases and try to get five stars on every one of them. The story is awesome. You know, it's top-notch actors from beginning to end. The acting in this is just truly, truly stupendous. And... uh there really is not a lot I can say bad about this game. I, I honestly just love the hell out of it. And 
it's everything I expected it to be and more. So I, I, I kudos to Team Bondi, kudos to Rockstar for bringing it out. Uh, it it really delivers on what they promised, in my opinion. I, you know, I'm into that genre already, and what they've done is just fucking awesome. So uh, I give it a very strong A, very very strong A, and recommend it to anyone that doesn't that anybody except for the people that just want Call of Duty or GTA. It's not as action packed. Oh, that was the other thing I hate about the game, though. I shoot guys in the knee because I don't want to kill them, and I still kill them. I don't know how because I have <laughs> I have wounded guys. Well, just like GPS, advanced knee surgery wasn't around back then. Yeah, no shit, they all bleed out. No, but I mean, there's some guys that I wanted to make sure I could question, and I'm shooting them in the foot basically, and all of a sudden they died. I'm like, what? No! But there are other ones where I've shot them in the leg and they've lived. So I wonder if maybe if I'm if I'm in a shootout with a certain guy. They just, he has to die. And I'm wondering if that's the case. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I wanted to talk to that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. What a neat direction to see video games heading. You know, so oh. it's got so much creativity. It's different. I've never played a game like this before. I mean, certainly the graphics, the immersion wasn't anywhere capable of, of pulling me in like this. Yeah. Back in the Genesis days, no matter how good the game would have been, there's no way I would have <laughs> felt like I was a part of it, like you can nowadays with these great graphics and the facial animations. But like you said, I, you know, I also want to applaud Rockstar because they're not only pushing the envelope with, with vulgarity, and they get a lot of bad rep, I guess, with some of that type of stuff with Grand Theft Auto and games like that. But creativity-wise, this is it's an amazing game, and I give them credit for trying something different. And even though they, they may have made a few mistakes, it's not a perfectly... It's the first time anybody's ever made a game like this. So, yeah. you know, of course there are going to be a few things that are just kind of weird or don't feel right. And I think I hope to see other companies push the envelope in the same sort of capacity and try new things. It's it's pretty cool. It's It's definitely the first, like, interactive movie type thing that works but you know i tell you it, it it that story is just so damn good it is so damn good i just i absolutely love it so yeah just yeah, if you're on the if, if you're on the fence you know those call of duty people maybe yeah. rent it check it out but it's definitely a lot different than <laughs> your typical action-packed video game in a good way but yeah definitely all right enough of my babbling um, Josh, you wake, Josh. Huh? Yeah, what? what? <laughs> I'm trying to finish it, Josh, so I can give it to you at E3, so you can play it. Ah, yay! The problem Keep is, playing. the problem is, then uh, that'll be a hundred hours just looking for the golden film reels. <laughs> God, that still doesn't even touch my Just Cause two so far. So. That's- <laughs> That's weak sauce, man. I think we have to make one week where if Josh mentions the game that shall not be named, he has to pay like a, a ten bucks or something. <laughs> I think the new. It. I think the new bet should be we have to make him like a special T-shirt that has all the. He gave me this idea earlier, and I kind of pocketed this one. We got to have like a Star Fox, Metroid, Link, Mario, like combination T-shirt that Josh has to wear somehow, somewhere. <laughs> don't for, don't forget Kirby and Pokemon. Ooh, definitely. That could be on the. They could be on the back. Yeah, like boning each other. <laughs> a little F zero on the shoulder. <laughs> you know, Kirby's always got his mouth open and, and Pika Pika. I didn't think Kirby had any bones. He doesn't, but but Pikachu might. 
<laughs> Good point. You just got to find it. Give him the lightning bolt. Pika, pika. <laughs> well, I finally posted my review of MotorStorm Apocalypse, and sorry for the delay. Had some some real life stuff happened this last week. Well, sort of, kind of real life stuff, <laughs> non PS Nation stuff. Yeah. So sorry for the delay, but Kyle Lepic was the first person to comment on the story. So shout out to Kyle. He's on Twitter, real Kyle Dummy, and I'm going to send him a twenty dollars PSN card for being the first person to comment on the story. I think uh, I'm going to have to go in and edit that to make sure that I'm the first poster on there. Well, then I will retract the message I've already sent him. <laughs> You're too late, Glenn. I already did that with my name. No, no, I shall override. <laughs> veto, I tell you. Veto. <laughs> Use my veto Go read power. the review. I'd give the score, but, man, that takes the fun out of reading the review. That's true. So, yeah. Go read it. Yeah. It's not an F. <laughs> it's F minus, minus, minus. It's a D. <laughs> F plus. F plus plus plus. Hey, uh, Josh, did you just see the email that we got from Sony? Uh, no. I think Josh was right because from eight to nine thirty at the uh, press event is a special performance. (laughs) (laughs) Knew it. Is Major Nelson performing again this year? Come on. Well, he was a radio DJ in the eighties. It's going to be P Diddy. Pre-show reception with world-renowned DJs and LA's best food trucks. Oh God, is it going to be like Activision again with all the DJs? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, the press conference is from five to six thirty Pacific time. Yeah. So you and I were both right. I don't want that DJ Mouse dude up there again. Dead Mouse, that's like world-renowned, and we were like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Why does he have that thing on his head?" <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> if that doesn't summarize our show right there. <laughs> it, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Out of touch. You know, if old nerds. fighters there, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be cool. Shit, they're in every commercial I hear on TV nowadays. <laughs> that, that album's doing so well, they're spreading it out, making some money. It's everywhere. Yeah. Well, okay, good for them, I guess. It's a good album, so... Different approach to a mainstream album as far as releasing it in commercials that quickly, but it is good stuff, so it's nice hearing it. Yeah. Cool. Well, the the last song on the album is in Thor. Oh, really? Oh, is it? Actually, which kind of surprised me. I, I was like, well, wow, that was, how did they get that in there? But it's playing really low on the jukebox in the background when they're in a bar, and then in, during the end credits... It's the main song during the end credits. Is it with with special guest Hanson? Uh, no. Huh. It's with <laughs> new kids on the block. Oh God! Ooh, I'm I'm boy. I'm in. I'm gonna go see Thor right now. I'm out. <laughs> Should have to edit that out. We shouldn't even be able to say that band's name on our show. <laughs> Nelson? <laughs> no, the other one. The other N word. N K O T B. Yeah. <laughs> Winger. <laughs> hey, I liked Winger. <laughs> okay, it's not something Stewart. you'd want to admit to, typically. But, <laughs> I, all right. I, he had a couple songs I liked. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <clears throat> he was the basis for Ozzy, wasn't he? Kip Winger? Really? Uh, wasn't he? Are you bullshitting me right now? He came from somewhere. I mean, the guy's got no talent, obviously. Well, he was a ballet dancer. Oh, I stand corrected. I'm not kidding either. (laughs) 
Well, now I gotta find out. What the fuck? Uh, Both well, of his as you're looking, were jazz musicians. I'll read the first email. Is that Both cool, of his Josh? parents were jazz the first musicians. Uh, oh, oh, he wrote God, a song for mean... kicks. <laughs> Good lord. Oh. How about extreme. This what this email is from Jordan, and he writes, and it's very topical. So I bought L.A. Noir the other day and saw it came with a redemption code for some DLC. Unfortunately, the store <laughs> is still down. And I cannot redeem them. Is there any way I can get the DLC before the store comes back up, i.e. redeeming it on the website, then downloading it to a flash drive? Mm-hmm. I've never redeemed a code on PC, but is, it's most likely you can't download things to your PC. Well, maybe well, with PlayStation things. <laughs> yeah, but... Thanks. Sorry. Thanks for animation you might have on the subject, Jordan. Well, even if it's on PC, it's still the PSN store, and that's down, so no. Yep. Yeah, it won't work. Yeah. No way uh, to get it. And actually, when you redeem stuff on the website, it basically opens it up on your account, and then you download it on your PS3. So, no, there's no way to get that DLC before the store is back up. But the store will probably be back up by the end of the weekend. Indeed. We so, hope. there you go. It's got to be up before June. It, it just has to be. I, yeah. I just can't see them not... Yeah. So another thing about Kip Winger is oh my uh, god <laughs> he joined Alice Cooper's band. That's what you were thinking. Okay, I'm sorry, Alice Cooper. There you so, go. Yeah, and then he went solo, and then his wife died. Oh, now I actually feel bad for him. Up until his, this point, I the opposite. Yeah, his his wife when he married her in '91 died in a car accident in '96, and then he remarried in 2004. He lives in Nashville now. Maybe he's going to go country like uh, like Hootie. <laughs> Damn you, Hootie. Damn you. Is that what happened Did to I that guy? You? Who what? Hootie? Yeah, he's in country now. He like won a country award last year. He's he's like kicking ass in country. Well, Darius Kip so so small, you can't even see the guy coming. That's that's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you when I lived in South Carolina, we were living in Charleston and a couple of people, we had just moved down there, and a couple of people were like, all right, we're going to go out to this bar and see this band tonight. You're really going to like them. They're going to be huge. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, they're these local guys, and, and Wait, I'm North, telling you, they're going to be Matthews. huge. No, it was, it was Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, okay. And we're watching it. It was like two months before they hit the radio for the first time. And we're watching it, and I'm like... Well, you know, they're technically proficient. They they they're good and all, but it's they're not great my golfers. type of music. <laughs> Are you well, trying to actually, say you had a good time in a roundabout way here or what? No, a good friend of mine actually speaking of golfers, he used to golf with them all the time. Oh my god. Apparently. That's funny. Do you get like when you see Hootie and the Blowfish, do they give you like some sort of special Listerine when you walk in just to rinse out all the germs when Ooh. you're done? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I well, I bought crack that review. Was the thing. I I didn't really care for them. I was like, you know, all yeah. right, they sound nice and all, like you know, they they play well, but they're just not my type of music. I don't see it. And then two months later, they were freaking everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I saw him know? years later at some other show. They were doing. It was a weird show. They had like four different artists on stage, and I went to see one, and he just happened to be the fourth. And they would sit up there, they'd tell a story, and play a song. 
with an acoustic guitar and then mm. tell a story and play. And they just went artist to artist. And he was awesome mm. telling stories and just playing. It was very different music than the Hootie stuff. And <laughs> he would just sit up there and, and play, and it was great. I was like, this is what I'd like to hear. And that was it. I never... <laughs> I never Rucker, saw him I mean, again after that. Rucker's country stuff is actually pretty good. It it really is. Um, it, I mean, it's pretty interesting too that a that a black guy gets accepted into the community, like kind of like Charlie Pride. So, because I mean, you really don't see a lot of black guys doing country music. So it's it's really cool that they accepted him the way they did, and he's he's really really successful right now. So, and it is it's a it's a pretty decent album. It plays around here every now and then at the bars. Just saying. Well, the next Bad guy who emails us has got a last name sort of like Austin, so you want to just go into that? Uh, Down south? Sure. <laughs> Get us out of here, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to talk about hooting the blowfish all night? No, the country music thing is especially yeah. hitting a nasty twang to me over here. <laughs> twang! I like old country music. Uh, Willie Nelson. All right. Hey, guys, I really enjoy the PS Nation <laughs> podcast. The personalities, topics, and resulting conversations on the show make for a great listening experience. He's probably gouging his ears out right now. <laughs> yeah, until today. <laughs> ah, I have to keep listening to my email. Kip Winger and country music? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to put that in the Furious Gamer feed, right? So people can find it. Of course. Of course. Kip Winger, Winger is and... going to be number one on the tags. <laughs> All right. Just a couple of questions for you guys. What do you think about Sony's upcoming E3 press conference? It's long. <laughs> yeah. Do you very. feel that there will be a lot of Sony, uh, a lot of sorry for PSN outage, welcome back talk? No. Or will they just put the past behind them and look toward the future? Will we get a full Kevin Butler hosted press briefing? Hmm. Anyway, Not thanks fun. for the great podcast, Derek Ostili. Ostil. Ostil. Sorry. Um. Well, I'm sure they're going to acknowledge it, and they'll thank everybody for sticking by them, and blah blah blah. They'll and... thank the game gaming press for being so fair and balanced. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll definitely acknowledge it, but it, they're not going to really dwell on it too much. They're going to no. move forward as quick as they can. I think. I would assume. I agree. Yeah, E3 is always about the future. Always. Yeah. I don't see that changing. Well. But Sony usually starts off their press conferences with, this is how much growth we had last year, and these are how many we sold, and these are blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but everybody does that. Nintendo Uh, does it. Microsoft, yeah, they do. Everybody, Ubisoft does. Everybody does their earnings stuff. That's like the obligatory, hey, retail, check this out. What they need to do is do another thing in Little Big Planet like they did two years ago. (laughs) At least that was entertaining. That was awesome. That was awesome. No, I, I think it's going to be a shitload of NGP this year, and I think we're going to see some very surprising stuff on NGP, and I think we're also going to see some uh, with NGP. I think we're going to see some surprises that I, I, I believe people are expecting, but not so quickly, and that is some interoperability with some games between PS3 and PS or NGP. It sounds like there it's going to be a really big push for NGP though this year, and. For a lot of the bigger games, I think we're going to see obviously some great stuff on Uncharted Three, on Twisted Metal, on Skyhawk, on or Starhawk, Skyhawk, on Starhawk, and uh, 
Resistance Three. Resistance Three, and which man, I really can't wait to play that multiplayer because that was a blast mm-hmm. at GDC. Lots um, of Uncharted Three also. Oh, Uncharted Three is going to be all over the place. Uh, we actually have a special session just for that at E3, so they're pushing that very hard. Uh, hopefully, they'll show some stuff like Journey and, and and some of the smaller stuff as well. I'm really hoping that they have Sorcery playable because that was the one that they showed last year with the the move support and you know it wasn't on the floor or anything like that. Uh, but I think that's one of those titles that can really uh, push move because I you know I don't know if you've noticed but move really. It's kind of flattened out a little bit lately, except for, you know, like, SOCOM's got support for it. Yeah. But there haven't been any real big move-specific titles out lately at all. And I think they really need to get back into that focus a little bit. Wasn't All for One, Ratchet and Clank, All for One? Yeah, that's that's not out yet, though. That comes out in October. And then the the other one that did just come out. The Move Heroes. The Move Heroes. Yeah, but Move Heroes is really was... aimed at kids. They yeah. need a good. They need like a. Well, I don't think it's coming, but they need like a sports champions too with fucking online play, and they need, uh, mm. you know, some stuff like that. Some some stuff that really shows off what you can do with the move, but also is a little bit more family friendly than like a Killzone Three or SOCOM Four. Uh, I think Killzone Three played beautifully with Move, and I think it's great, but it just seems like. Right now, we're not seeing the stuff that's made specifically for it, like the more experimental stuff even. So I'd like to see some of that. I think Kevin's, Kevin Butler, in my opinion, is always best in small doses. Yep, So I personally, I yeah. would not want to see that guy for more than a few minutes. He's funny, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he's funny because he has his little tiny little jokes, his little shtick, and then... He's not funny in like an hour and a half long <laughs> press conference. How they, how they so. did it last year was perfect. Yeah, it was. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one sort of making the joke about what just happened. I, that's kind of how I see it too. Or else it's going to be Kaz coming out and just doing the Japanese thing and and basically being very apologetic and then just moving on. So it, it's going to be one of those two things. I don't know if they're going to get away with having Kevin Butler come out and do something about about the PSN outage just because Sony Japan still runs the show, you know. So, no, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, really. For the most part, Sony Japan <laughs> runs the show. Yeah. Oh, you're I'm being sarcastic. Kidding. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sony, so, Japanese yeah. company. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny. When you look at how things were a couple years ago, it's becoming pretty obvious that Sony US has become a little more autonomous than before. It's probably but, a good thing. I agree because <laughs> that's why oh, they did it. Yeah, because a lot of the calls made by Sony Japan might work for Japan, but they don't work for other territories. What's this online? We don't need that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Achievements? <laughs> you want to play with no. other people? Then then apartment next door. Achievements are going to go away, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a fad. <laughs> So, and you know what really sucks about all these remakes, by the way? I gotta go off on a little rant here. I don't want to go off on a rant here. Um, all the remakes that are coming out on Blu-ray and everything, and, and uh, they're, you know, now what do we get? We get the fucking full circle. Are those gonna have trophies? Ah! Mm. Just when we got away from asking that about every goddamn game that comes out, now they gotta start asking it again. Are they gonna add trophies? Oh. Yes. Who knows if it'll have trophies, but I'm just going to say yes all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> if it'll make you happy, yes. 
<laughs> All right, well, we got two voicemails. Let's play one of these. I don't want to forget about them. Hey, guys. Um, just listening to your podcast about, uh, I heard you guys talk about Homefront. Um, definitely, you got to try the online. Um, Chaos uh, did Frontlines, I believe, and I really enjoyed that game, Frontlines, uh, online. And uh, they, they sort of brought a lot of that over to Homefront. Uh, you know, where you can use the drones and RC vehicles. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, graphics are a little outdated, but, uh, you know, it's it's still um, a lot better than uh, single-player mode, that's for sure. Um, so you didn't like that. Uh, also, SOCOM. I've been playing a lot of SOCOM since uh, PSN came back online. Um, again, the only problem I'm having with it is um, I miss the lobbies from, like, uh, the old SOCOMs, you know, you got to know your teammates in the lobbies, uh, you know, you know, you chat it up in there for a while, and then you start the game. I, I kind of miss that. This one here seems really quick, um, you know, very fast on getting you into games and, and on to the next round. You know, there's really a uh, little, uh, little room for celebration after you got the final kill or anything like that. I think they really missed out on that. Um, I understand what they were trying to do, get us in the games quick, but um, I think it's a little too quick. Um, and they got some tweaks that they need to do, but Zipper, um, you know, I've been listening to their podcast, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to um, fix that from what they're saying. You know, I, I have a problem with the aiming, with the medical. I think it needs a center dot. Uh, that's it, guys. Keep up the great work. Love the show. See ya. So there you go. A little home front action for uh, for Josh. Nice follow-up. Thanks, Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, I'm really curious about SOCOM 4 and, and how the, the hardcore are feeling about it. I know one of the things that, I, I don't want to say disappoints me, but bothers me a little bit is that they got rid of like all the old classic modes, but they've kind of evolved those into what we have now. So... I like what's there. I do wish that they brought back... There was one mode that I really wish they'd bring back, but I'm very curious as to like all the hardcores that are still playing the PS2 games uh, to see what they think about it. I'm sure it's not good enough, because with all the expectations and all the years of waiting, it's never going to be good enough. But uh, the reticle? I didn't really have a problem with that. I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear that one about having a center dot. So, uh, I don't know. You guys don't even have the game, do you? SOCOM? Yeah, yeah. we do. do uh, wasn't I talking about it in the hot Korean chick? You were? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you played online, though? I know Josh didn't. No. Yeah, exactly. I have not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got L.A. Noir at the same time, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I spent a whole Sunday playing it online, and I really enjoyed the shit out of it. And then I got L.A. Noir, and then, well, that was it. That wasn't really doing anything else except for playing <laughs> L.A. Noir. But uh, I'm going to be on SOCOM 4 quite a bit online. I'm really enjoying it. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, all the news came out of, of Zipper, too, that a bunch of really the higher-end guys all left. And uh, there were some layoffs. I think, like, 30 people left. So who knows what's going on there, but I'm sure they have enough staff to take care of all the patching and everything still. Uh, which I don't know. I still haven't really gotten a lot of info on that one, like why that happened. I don't know if I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Homefront. You got to try that online now, Josh. You have to actually go online. I will. 
I actually will. That I should swear. Happen. I'll do it too. Which all three of us will be the first. Well, a second. Wait, home front? <laughs> I don't have home front. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were talking about SOCOM still. Oh, SOCOM. Yeah, we should definitely get on SOCOM. I'm up for that anytime. I really enjoy it. So, all right. Uh, last email. And then we have another voicemail after this. Uh, Hey guys, love the show. Josh's review of Thor got me thinking about movie tie-in games. I usually avoid these things like the plague. Do you guys have a favorite of all time? Uh, This is from Larry Sellers. A favorite movie tie-in of all time. I do have one. Ooh, what is it? (laughs) It's Batman for the PC Engine. (laughs) Uh, Which is the Japanese Turbo Graphics. Uh, It's kind of a puzzle game. Uh, kind of three three fourths overhead perspective, a lot of fun. Actually, is based on the movie. So, like one level, you have to go around the art gallery and clean all the paint off the art uh, of the art, and you have like eight of them that you have to get to. <clears throat> um, a lot more fun than the Genesis Batman for sure. Uh, the Genesis one took me half an hour to beat. Kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so I imported it. I imported the Mega Drive version because they said it wasn't going to come out in the U.S. So I paid like eighty bucks for it and I beat it in a half an hour. I'm like, really? Ooh, yeah. that sucks. Uh, the Turbo Graphics one's quite quite fun. It gets a little you know a little repetitive here and there, but uh, the final fight with the Joker at the end up in the in the steeple is is very satisfying and uh, quite a fun game and and quite beautiful too. Very very nice graphics. So that's probably my favorite tie-in. I'm probably going to go with the one that I played the most and had the most fun with. Although you look back at it now and it, it hasn't aged all too well. And that's Goldeneye for the N64. Yeah, a lot that, of people say that a, one. I had a blast playing that one. Went back and tried to play it just recently, and nah. <laughs> it doesn't look very good compared to some of the games that are out there nowadays. And unlike the the retro games of yore, the, it, when you play a game like that, like a first-person game with the bad graphics and the blocky looking, it's so hard to play. <laughs> Especially when you only got one analog and you're so used to using two analogs now. Yeah. And you go back to that N64 terrible fucking controller, and you're trying to play the game, and... Uh... Stuff. Put hours upon hours upon hours into that game. Yeah. And I even, en- I even enjoyed the movie plot a little bit more because I like the game so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's it for me. Most movie games suck, mm. so it's, it's, that's a tough one. Josh? I was thinking about it. I say Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. Ooh. <laughs> interesting. I was thinking about that one. Actually, no, I, I was trying to think about this. When I saw this email, I'm thinking and thinking and thinking, and I can't really think of anything recent. Mm. And when I think back to the old Atari stuff, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, I mean, it was monotonous, but it was freaking fun going after the walkers. Oh, and 2600? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but even um, better was, was those games on the SNES, the LucasArts games on the SNES from Capcom. Or, no, I mean from LucasArts, totally. I was mm. thinking Capcom because their booth was next to them at CES. <laughs> like <laughs> Super Star Wars, Super <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back. And Super, and Jedi, super Return yes. of the Jedi, yeah. Even though, yeah, like, Super Star Wars even, was so fucking impossible to play. They weren't even anything remotely tied to the movies, though. Yeah, they were. No. Yes, they were. Dude, they I've played Super Star Wars. Well, there, Super there Star were... Wars was the least tie-in. Uh, yeah, come but on. But M- Empire, <laughs> Empire and Jedi were both, went along the same timeline as the movies. Like, Jedi starts mm. on Jabba's barge, and you go along. And how about Super Indiana Jones? That that game was great. I was actually thinking Indiana Jones for the twenty six hundred. 
for a few seconds. Yeah, oh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark one. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed that back in the day. Yeah. And another and one, too. I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't care what anybody says. I did enjoy the freaking E.T. game on the Atari 2600. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I did. I, I still have it. I've played it recently. Even I the guy still... that wrote it says it sucks. I don't care. I enjoyed it. I found it to be a challenging and interesting game. It's challenging because it's broken. Well, broken, that's fine. But, you know. (laughs) How about the. You have to learn how to finesse your way out of those pits. And it's not that hard to do once you learn it. I enjoyed the damn game. Oh, God. The uh, the arcade cabinet Star Wars game that had, like, the Vectrex look to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Where the only thing you had to do was basically fly, fly the X-Wing fighter in and take out the Death Star yeah. over and over again, and I loved every minute of it. I had yeah. that on cartridge for that. the C64. Wow. Yeah, I have it on the 5200. It's better on the Commodore. Uh, they re-released yeah, it on the GameCube. It, it was part of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the hell series was that? I can't think... Rogue Squadron yeah. series. It was the last iteration on the GameCube had that as a pack-in. And even cool. those games, those games were fucking great on the GameCube, yes. the Rogue Squadrons. Yeah, I didn't yeah. name it, though, because it doesn't really tie into a movie. It's See, all over the fucking the place. There were several good Star Wars games, like Star Wars Starfighter. Yeah. Which was based on Episode One. was actually pretty good. That was pretty decent. But, you know, when you think about it, though, Star Wars is such a cop-out when you talk about movie tie-in games because there's so much. Yeah, I mean, there's true. so much Star Wars stuff out there. I mean, you could talk about <clears> X-Wing. You could talk, even though it doesn't follow the story of the movie... X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and oh, those were incredible games on the PC, amazing. you know, and, and so, I don't know, we should almost like All right. take Star Wars right. out Recent of the Recent movie picture. game. Recent movie game that's not Star Wars. That was actually really good. Yeah. The Warriors. Yes, oh, yeah. that was a good game. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. That's a rock star game. A little and difficult. That was on the PS2. But it was good. Yeah. Because The Warriors was such a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. I need to get. That I love this guy's oh. email. His his handle, Larry Sellers, it's from uh, Big Lebowski. Let oh, me show geez. you what it's like when you fuck with a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? That's the kid who they find us their homework in their yep. car. Yeah, that's Larry Sellers. Oh my god! Nice catch. I'm a huge Big Lebowski nut. Me too, but I forgot that one. Yeah, that's the kid. Wow. Let me show you what it's like when you fuck with a stranger. He's out there beating that the corvette up with a bat yep what are you doing to my car <laughs> whoa 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 i thought it was his <laughs> is this your homework larry is this your homework larry is this your homework larry you know it's his fucking homework it's got his name right is this your homework larry <laughs> man now i gotta watch that movie <laughs> it's coming out on blu-ray in august yeah finally i have the dvd though all right well last voicemail from our buddy fluffy nuts so uh, put your Australian filters on. Fluffy. Hey, guys. Whoa. Hey, this is Fluffy. It's been a while. How you going? I'm doing good. I'm a little bit tipsy. And I've just come <laughs> back from the city. And I've been playing special games. And I just played the new Alice game. The Alice the Wonderland game. Oh, oh yeah. And can I, I, I tell you... Like, am, I, am I allowed to, like, this is like a little preview? I don't know, you've probably seen it. I was like, okay, listen, this game is fun. It's kind of cool. But it's like, what if Tim Burton made Psychonauts? 
Yeah. But still good. But I'll tell you what, I got to meet American McGee oh. and the bloke's a dickhead. <laughs> fucking dickhead. I swear. Listen, like, I try to speak to him and this is what I'm like, hey, how you going, man? I've like, got a nice day in my life. What's up? He's like, yeah, yeah, I think you mean that guy. And he's trying to say, oh, I want to go see you. Yeah, fuck off. I was like, oh, fuck off. Good night, Fluffy. Good night. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. American McGee's a cock, I guess. And uh, Super Fifty One's a, a cool guy. <clears throat> I think Fluffy wanted to bring him home as like a pet or something. He's so cute, little Japanese guy. Well, that's because of the cute translator. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, too funny. I miss Fluffy. I think we have to do our show down in Australia sometime. Go see him and repeat. Oh. Dude, yeah, but they're on opposite sides of the freaking continent. Well, I guess we have to do two shows from Australia then. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> if we make it to Australia, you know, I don't think it's too much to ask for those guys to meet us in the middle. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, right in the big desert. That's perfect. <laughs> ah, come on. We'll do it out there with the Aborigines. <laughs> oh, be too different from the live show. Yeah. Anyhow. Dude, they could do a didgeridoo version of our theme song. Oh, That'd my God. That'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> Mark can do that, too. He's got a didgeridoo that sits on his well, mantle. why hasn't and he plays. done that yet? Because it's Slacker. Mark. He's lazy. Damn it. <laughs> He's too busy trolling people on uh, on Twitter. Uh, well, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so a couple of different ways. You can uh, give us a call on Skype at WDT-Torgo, or you can call our voicemail line, which is 715-502-9773, or you can go to the website at psnation.org. On the right side, say, hit the, the call me button, and you can put your phone number in. It will call you, and you can leave us a voicemail that way. And uh, if you want to leave us an email, hit up podcast at psnation.org and send those over. So. Thanks very much for everyone for sending those over tonight. That was fun. <clears throat> so uh, I want to talk a little bit about E3. Since we've firmed up a lot of things now. Uh, no. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so E3 has... You know, Remember when we kept saying we wanted to do less and less appointments? Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, so... We're, uh, we actually just got confirmed for the EA press conference today as well. So uh, Monday the 6th, EA, or E3 has definitely turned into a, a four-day event for us. Monday the 6th, we're going to try to live vlog from all these events. Uh, you know, We've got everything set up. We're, it's going to be over on the website and everything. 
we just don't know if we'll have connectivity, so that's really what kind of holds us back. But uh, the EA press conference will be Monday morning, and then the Sony press conference roughly starts at, what did I say, like 5.30, I believe it is. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on psnation.org. You will see a couple different ways over on our website. We're going to have all of our E3 coverage in one spot. So if you get there, look on the right side, you'll see a little banner already that says E3 2011 coverage. You can hit that. That'll take you to the E3 section. So any story, anything that we post for E3 will be in that one place. Uh, You can also go up to, what is it, special or, no, what is it? Special. Uh, Special events. Yeah. And you'll see E3 2011 in there as well. So couple different ways to check that out we will definitely be posting a lot of stuff uh hopefully josh and myself will be able to post some stuff connectivity last year sucked it sucked the year before so eh. but uh you know keep an eye on the twitter feed as well you know if we get some pictures we'll try to get those up on twitter i bought two extra batteries for my phone so i should have power for the whole day for a change uh yeah so hit up the uh, e3 2011 coverage we'll have the live blogs up there uh, we've got all the embedded stuff ready to go on those. They're all scheduled, ready to go. Uh, so we've got Sony and EA the first day. On Tuesday morning, we've got the Nintendo presser. Even though we're a Sony show, we'll probably live blog that if we can. What the hell? It's fun to play with our toys. Yeah, we will. Yeah, fuck it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The Sony like press conference. Game. The Sony <laughs> press conference, I'll get to live blog the whole time because I will have connectivity. Yay. Yeah, so that, that's the cool thing about it is... Um, if we can't get connectivity there because we're going to be in a big arena and who knows how it's going to be, uh, Joel will also be able to live blog it. If and, and I know there's a lot of people that can't get to a stream or whatever for whatever reason they're at work or whatever else. So if Joel can live blog that, that'll still help everybody out. I know I've done you that a betcha. few times. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be watching the whole thing. I might as well. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're, we're meeting with, like I said last week, we're meeting with a bunch of different people. We're meeting with Bethesda slash Zenimax. So we're going to be seeing Prey 2, uh, Rage, and, of course, Skyrim. Uh, we're going to be meeting a lot with Sony on some stuff that's unannounced and also stuff that is announced, like Uncharted 3 and all the cool stuff we've talked about before. Um, man, our calendar's gotten really weird because we're sharing it with Game Crashers this year. <laughs> so we're actually going to try to work with the Game Crashers guys quite a bit this year as well. Uh, they're going to be there. Uh, Rob and Boris are both going to be there, and we're going to be working with those guys extensively. Also, Chris from PSN Stores we're going to be hanging out with quite a bit, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on on some recording or anything like that. Uh, also, we're going to be talking to Natsumi, Paramount Digital, uh, Sony, Atari. I don't know why the fuck we're going to that. Uh, Dude, it's going to be shit. It's not the Atari you know. But I it's going to be Atari. shit. Give them a chance. Give uh, them a glass of no, no. full. They sent us a list of the games, and I'm looking at them going, really? Uh, we're going to go see this? All right. Driver? No. <laughs> it's like Centipede Deluxe or something, and... Sweet. Like a first-person shooter turning centipede. turning centipede into a first-person shooter. How I'm awesome in. is that? Yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> <so we're> <laughs> Do we just say the exact same damn thing at the same I th- time? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, we're all- now they confused us again. Damn it. Obviously, we're also going to be talking to Sega. Uh, we're going to be talking to the uh, Deep Silver people behind Dead Island and Risen 2, uh, which we talked a little bit about after GDC. Joel and I got to see that stuff. I believe we're going to be seeing some Dead Island multiplayer this time, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, also, we're going to be talking to Turtle Beach about their new PX5 headsets and what, they're, what they've got coming in the future. And who knows what else we're going to run across. I know we're going to try to talk to Ignition a little bit. Uh, a bunch of different stuff going on. So, uh, quite fun. And also, obviously, we've said it a few times, but uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard in L.A., we're doing our live show. 
Uh, we're going to be. I think we're pretty. We're pretty solid that we're going to be able to stream it to everybody that's not in L.A. If you're in L.A., get off your lazy ass, get down there, order the tickets right away, and uh, come down and hang out with us, please. We want to have some people to hang out with, and uh, I know a few people are coming. I know like uh, uh, for all and his whole crew are coming. He said and. Um, Hannah from from Twitter said she's coming and bringing some people, uh, but yeah, don't don't hold off on buying the tickets until the last minute because, like I said, we have no idea how many have sold and if they sell out, they sell out. Uh, there's like 160 seats in the place, so uh, a couple surprises for that too. Just saying, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some pretty interesting stuff. Like I said, I'm trying to get a couple of industry people there to talk about their their games or whatnot, and uh, I've talked to a couple of the companies about maybe setting some some stuff like that up and. I think we're going to have a couple of unexpected things as well. So uh, it's going to be pretty cool for anybody that's even a slight fan of the show. Uh, yeah, so that starts at 7 o'clock. You know, get there about 6, 6.30, something like that. And uh, we'll get everybody seated, and hopefully we can get out there and meet everybody. And uh, we we'll definitely want to hang out afterwards. So uh, please come out. We definitely want to meet everybody. Uh, that's always the most fun about taking trips like this is that we get to meet everyone. So Well, you want to meet everybody. Yeah, well, Josh is very anti-social. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting backstage like a diva. <laughs> Where's my mineral water? Hey, no. uh, I, won, I won my M&Ms with all the brown ones taken out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there we were, trying to find M&Ms for Ozzy, because he had to go on stage in an hour. Uh, yeah, so very, very fun stuff coming on, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait, and you know, Actually, I tweeted it tonight, but Josh and Josh and I are going to see the Yankees versus the Angels, like right when we get off the plane. That's so, what I was about to say. That's yeah. the one thing you forgot. It's a Sunday, it's a twelve thirty start in Anaheim. Yeah, we're going right down there, and we're going to go see Yankees Angels. If so, anybody uh, is going to the game, if you want to, if you want to see us, we're going to be in right field, uh, in row R, in section P two thirty nine. So we're on the first. Oh, great! Tell no, the no, assassins. A... Yeah, no, stalkers. Um, <laughs> but we're out in right field, basically. So if you're around, tweet us. Uh, I'll definitely have my phone on, and uh, we'll try to meet up with you if you're at the game. So game starts at twelve thirty. We're probably going to miss like the first inning because we have to get off the plane and get our our uh, rent a car, and hopefully we won't have to drive around a bunch of Urgent Fury guys because they forgot something. But uh... <laughs> well, I know what I know what I'm watching on MLB TV when I get home. See oh if my we god! Showed up on there. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe we'll catch a home run ball. Oh wait, it's the Angels. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe Enrico Palazzo will do the uh, American anthem. That would rule. <laughs> it's Enrico Palazzo. Rico Palazzo. Rico, Rico Palazzo. Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, must man. kill the queen. The queen. I must I got kill. Reggie. The Queen. <laughs> oh shit! Naked Gun, everybody, get out there and check it out. All right. Well, anybody got anything else? Yes. Just a reminder: go to the PSP remaster story on our website and post your ideas for which games you think would make good remaster releases. Yeah, we'll talk about them and next we'll, week. Yeah, we'll swing back and share them next week if they're good. Well, I, I think next week's going to be kind of a slow hmm. news week. I think we're going to see some stuff released, but it's going to be slow because of E3. So uh, this is a perfect time. Get out there and uh, check it out. Uh, again, psnation.org, check it out. We've had some really cool stories go up there lately, and uh, we've been continually trying to improve things. So, 
let's see here. Well, I've already talked about that. Get out to Facebook, type in PS Nation podcast, and join our group. Uh, I got to find a way to let people auto join. Like it, it keeps making me like uh, allow people to join. So I got to figure that out. But uh, we'll definitely mm. try to be as responsive as possible. Unless Josh tries to join, join fuck group. that. Yeah, maybe. I've been approving them every day, so they're they're coming in. Oh, cool. We're handling it. Yeah. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher. If you have Stitcher, you can just definitely check us out there. Just uh, go to the PlayStation section. I think we're the first one on there, or you can just do a search for us. Uh, you can check us out on FuriousGamer.com, or if you have an iPhone, iPod, Touch, or an iPad for 99 cents in the App Store, you can grab that app. It's called Furious Gamer. And uh, it's got a bunch of different streaming video game podcasts. Uh, pretty powerful software. Like, if you want to look up L.A. Noir and, and find out what all the shows are talking about, just look under L.A. Noir and it'll, it'll show you the spot in every one of the podcasts where they're talking about it and jump right to it. You can also bookmark little sections, all kinds of stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, you can check us out at Twitter. We have three different accounts. P, at PJF Josh, at Five Spot Joel, and at PS3 Nation. Definitely keep an eye on all three of those for E3 week as well, because we'll be tweeting like crazy, I'm sure. At least I will, because I'm a Twitter whore. <laughs> uh, you can check us out at our, our podcast network and all of our friends over in the podcast network at Retroids.com, and that's also where our forums reside, so you can check that out as well. Um, and don't forget our awesome sponsors that uh, bring some money into us so we can pay for our hosting and everything. Uh, head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Sign up for the 14-day free trial. If you do that under our link at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, you get the 14-day free trial, you get a free book out of the deal, and you actually get to keep the book even if you don't keep the account. Uh, and if you get rid of the account before the 14 days are up, we still get a piece. So there you go. You're helping our us out, you're helping them out, you're helping yourself out. Getting a free book out of the deal. Uh, and also uh, hit up Zazzle.com slash PS Nation for all of our merch, our shirts, our, our mugs, our beer steins, which are awesome, our hats, our stickers, which uh, I got some ideas for stickers, by the way, Josh. We got to talk. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh, also, if you use this over Memorial Day weekend, I think I tweeted it before, but there's a, a code that you can put in, and I bet you I lost it. God damn it. Oh, yeah. I deleted that. What was it, like Memorial Sale, I think it is? Uh, hang on. You, I got it. You, you tweeted it. So go to yeah. Twitter. PS3 Memorial Nation. Sale. Voila. Yeah. Memorial Sale. So uh, you is. get at least 10% off anything in our store, but certain things have a better percentage off. Uh, but use that when you check out, and you get at least 10% off of anything you buy in our store at Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. Thanks, Josh. So quick on the keyboard tonight. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to cover, do I? That should be good. So, again, psnation.org. Get over there. And if you're in L.A., you'll see it right up on the front page. Live show. Get over there. Hit the link. Buy a ticket. Come see us. Come hang out with us. Be one with us. Might see something on a stick there. All I'm saying. <laughs> Corn anyway. dog. <laughs> Corn dog. I oh, gave it away, man. All right. Well, uh, sorry for the late show this week. No big deal, though, because you got the Memorial Day weekend to listen to it. You got three days, three fun days. And you can, you can enjoy the fact that I'm sitting at home pretty much in prison because I'm on call. Fuck. All right. Anything else, guys? That's mm. it. We're, do- we're good. We're out. We're good. Mm, uh, yeah. All right. Your comedy clip this week is from a comedian that uh, just passed away a little while ago, but one of my all time favorites, Robert Schimmel. Check that out. 
Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back at the regular time next week. Have a great week, and uh, get out there and play some games. I, uh, I was in Disney World uh, last month. I took my kids, and Disney World sucks. <laughs> we stayed at a Disney World hotel, and they have commercials 24 hours a day on the television there, you know, promoting Disney World. And you watch the commercials, and there are no lines for any of the rides. The park is fucking empty, and every kid has their own character to go on a ride with. They do. They're all the hands are Goofy and Mickey, and, you know, I get there. You can't even get near these characters. I mean, they got bodyguards with them. They do. It's like, hey, Mickey. Mickey ain't talking to anybody right now. He's on a smoke break. Go ride the fucking teacup or some shit. Come on. Think he wants to hang out with a little kid like you? Grow some tits first. So... Then my daughter wants to go. She's 12. She wants to swim with the dolphins. They have the swimming with the dolphins thing. So we go there, and it's like 75 bucks a person. And you got to take a class first. And you have to sit in this room, and there's a guy that tells you what you can and what you can't do when you're in the pool with the dolphin. Now, judging by the scar from his eye down to the opposite jaw, I guess he did something you're not supposed to do. And the guy goes, here are the things you can't do. Do not stick anything in the blowhole. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, there's 75 down the toilet. He said, you can touch this fin, don't touch that fin. You can rub the nose, don't poke him in the eye. Really? Don't poke him in the eye? So, uh... Wow, is that a new rule? You can rub his belly. They have a very soft belly, but don't go past the belly button because he's got what you've got past the belly button. And my daughter goes, he's got a vagina? (laughs) And then we go to dinner later at some restaurant. I swear, I am not making this up. The waitress goes, hey, how you doing? Let me tell you tonight's specials. We got blackened dolphin... And my daughter goes, oh, daddy, no. I said, honey, it's not the same kind of dolphin that you swim with in the pool. And the waitress goes, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, wow. (laughs) 